Hello, everybody, and welcome back to VGU TV's Weekend News Podcast. Uh, I'm going to start from the top. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just went right into it, and then I forgot I had a script. <clears throat> welcome to a special conversational episode of the VGU Weekend News Podcast, episode number 55, where the writers for VGU converge for the biggest news of the week. In this special end of year show, the hashtag squad, that's us, that's us, we'll be talking about the biggest news stories of 2021, the return of G4, the crash of Ven, the highest and lowest rated games of 2021, or as Alan refers to it, the expansion pack to 2020 we yearned for, but were disappointed. Now your hosts for the week are... Alan Muir, a.k.a. the idiot who bought three copies of Zelda A Link Between Worlds. How are you? I'm, I'm glad you're sticking to the script. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to stick to the script because apparently I'm Mr. Not a Fan of the Wonder Woman game. Graydon Webb. Oh, I might cancel you for that, but okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Emmett, we both got canceled on that stream. Oh yeah, that's true too. <laughs> watch that stream where can i watch that stream um right now it's uh archive on my twitch but i'm probably going to edit it this week and either put highlights up on our channel or just cut it all together one big video and put it up on the channel so you'll see okay highlights could be cool like just do like a like a little clip show yeah for like each trailer we blew up at yeah well that other voice because raul Contreras is away on assignment after getting their head start on grinchmas (laughs) <laughs> in Ravel's place we have the kind of funny fresh prince of Georgia the slayer of orcs the stanetta of bayonetta Mr. Emmett Watkins Jr. how are you sir? I'm doing pretty groovy I am apparently on the fresh prince of Georgia which is a great title of Georgia see that's a perfect title of Georgia kind of like flattens it by half <laughs> Because I, I love, like, North Georgia, but South Georgia, we start getting a little particular. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, uh, part of me wishes that I hadn't sent you the, the script so you didn't read that already. But <laughs> I hope that it still brought you joy. Oh, it brought me joy. I, I am indeed a Stayonetta, a Stayonetta of Bayonetta, so I'll take that too. <laughs> Slayer of Warts come 2022, hopefully. Space Marine 2, wink. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got you, I got you. Yeah, we're not doing any uh, any news story on, like, the Game Awards announcements, but you guys, did you do that? Uh, planning on doing it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, Players Club, you can look forward to all of our recaps of the Game Awards stuff. Hell yeah. Well, today we're going to be, as I talked about, uh, doing some stuff. First of all, welcome back. So lovely to be back. We're going to try to do this. Going to try to be going back to a regular schedule where we record Sundays and have it up probably Monday-ish. Um, so we're here. Raul will probably, hopefully, be coming back, and it will be us, us the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, Emmett is coming over from Players Club. You can hear that. Definitely always every week, even if he has to do it alone, he will <laughs> fucking have that podcast go up. Almost every week, because literally I waited this week for Game Awards, so (laughs) you guys will hear it. So that will be wonderful, and this week we're talking about the biggest stories of the year. Um, I did pull it up. Am I doing, like, game releases, too, or are we just jumping into the news? Uh, No, this is mainly a uh, a, a news-based 
This is the clip show. There's no new plot. Okay, <laughs> basically. It's a strictly recap. All right. Well, then it is time for... Time for some news. Ba-da-da, do-da. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the, the, this is the upside of being sick with like a throat problem. <laughs> like I get, my voice is super ba- bassy. It's perfect. Yeah, very white, <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> All right, well, who's starting it off with the biggest stories of 2021? Uh, I can, if you'd like. All righty. Okay, so we so we just start from the top here, or how do we want to do this? I have the article up. We can... I assume we just kind of go through, like, bullet points. It's an article that has all the big news stories, and you can just kind of, like, skim them, and we can chat um, about them if need be. Also, it's mainly all, or as, as well as that. It's the the major themes in terms of news of 2021. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. Well, in that case, I'll go ahead and I'll read the little prologue here, and then we'll just go bullet point by bullet point and just talk about these things. So, um, so yeah, this is an article from Gamespot.com by Gabe Gerwin. Shout out to you. I've heard your name a lot on KFGD. Um, 2021 was in many ways a year that cannot be discussed without mentioning 2020. Many of the problems that played 2020, including the COVID pandemic and subsequent and subsequent supply shortages for the new consoles, had rippling effects throughout 2022. Games we heralded as boredom crushers in 2020 gave way to long game delays in 2021, with many developers having to slow down their work process in order to accommodate a work-from-home setup. Aside from that, we had a changing landscape with Netflix entering the gaming space, the nebulous promise of the metaverse, big gaming companies getting even bigger, and a certain green hero getting thrown back into the spotlight. But we've also had a massive reckoning at one of the biggest companies in the industry with allegations of widespread abuse and harassment that show a light on people in positions of power and how they have avoided consequences for their actions. These were the biggest gaming news stories of 2021, starting with probably the most constant story, I'd say, this year. Uh, delays continuing. Uh, we got a lot of delays for games like, you know, Horizon Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, Diablo 4, uh, probably for different reasons than the others. Uh, Advanced Wars 1 and 2 reboots, uh, and then plenty of other games. You know, your Dying Light 2s and such, your Overwatch 2s and such. Uh, games have been pushed back constantly this year. And so, yeah, how how y'all feel about that? I know that's not a positive thing at all to start off of, but it is a pretty common thing. Um, well... There was also the, like the Steam Deck getting oh, yeah. pushed back into February for the early, early folks. Mm-hmm. I think what Playdate and the Analog Pocket to a certain degree as well got pushed back. So hardware and software were all getting affected. So yeah. yeah. Although I did get I did get an email for, for like about the Analog Pocket something happening this month. Mm, yes, I I think for the Analog Pocket pre-orders are about to go up again for people who missed it the first time. But now instead of it being like oh we'll sell a certain amount and then we're shutting it off. They'll sell a certain amount, and you'll get that early 2022. Then the next wave will get it, what, mid-2022, then late 2022, and then so on and so on and so on. So they're going to leave it up for longer. But depending on when you get that order in, it's going to be pushed back. So, yeah, everyone's getting screwed by supply shortages in the case of hardware and just workload, not being able to maintain it when you're doing the work-from-home setup in 2021 uh, for the software. So... Yeah, I mean, it's a bummer. Uh, a lot of the games, it, it the main bummer is less that, oh, there wasn't a lot of stuff to play in 2021, because there was a lot of stuff to play. Uh, we were just talking right before we started recording how how I have a crazy backlog of stuff from this year that I want to play. 
I want to play more Wavetail. I want to play more Grime. And then I still got to start Guardians of the Galaxy. I picked up Hot Wheels Unleashed, like all these games. And and I still haven't beaten Deathloop. But anyway, um, there's a lot to play this year, but I'm looking into next year and it looks overwhelming. All of the games that are coming out next year, like just February alone is I'm not going to play Elden Ring, but Elden Ring's coming out right next to Horizon, which is also right next to Saints Row. And just Horizon and Saints Row alone are going to fuck up my entire February. So it's just overwhelming for the rest of the year as well. And it's scary. It's exciting, but it's scary. Is my main thing. I have actually a good a good um, analogy of or a good comparison of how twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three are going to look in terms of games releases. Mm-hmm. Y'all watched the Scooby Doo stuff from like the sixties and seventies, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm aware. Yeah, you know how whenever um, Shaggy would get like when he would make a sandwich, be a towering thing. Yeah, <laughs> like the one alien in the Lilo and Stitch cartoon. Oh, six two five. Yep. <laughs> It's literally both happiness that it's Shaggy's happiness of having a sandwich that that that's big, but also the anxiety of the non-existent anxiety because it's a cartoon and everything. But for people watching, it's the anxiety they get when they realize, oh, if I if I try to eat or duplicate that, I'd die. <laughs> Which would probably happen if someone tried to play every single game that came out in 2022 and 2023. My God, yeah, that's definitely how it feels. Like the sandwiches is starting to teeter over when I, I look I at all these trouble, games coming out. I had trouble eating my ba- my two bagels this morning. <laughs> my God, is my narrow esophagus. Ah, uh, well, just you wait until you put a bunch of Blu-ray disc on that bagel <laughs> <laughs> to what? continue I'm, this metaphor. My, my mouth's gonna bleed. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, well, it'll, it'll expand real quick. Uh, but in any case, before we uh, move on to the next one, I have a horrible thing to bring to the table because I I should just be called Captain Distraction. Like I'm like <laughs> never fucking. I'm pay attention, does, but like I always do with the, with the Red Sox. No, something much worse. There is a live action Lilo and Stitch coming. Oh yeah. Uh what? Yeah, have you have you guys seen have you guys seen the uh, like the the I don't know if that's their official designs, but like the the our piece of concept art for uh, Stitch. No, does he it, look like it, Sonic it, before the redesign? No, he oh looks looks much more terrifying. Oh my god! Oh. Ah, no! I I saw the thumbnail of the YouTube oh. video, and I'm upset now. Well, there's two yeah. different ones. He looks like something out of Splice. God. Ah. Oh. It's the eyes. They're too wet. Yeah, this has apparently been in the works since like pre Disney Plus, <laughs> right up the right like the, right up before the official launch. I mean, as a songwriter once said, "What was the reason?" <laughs> Actually, I don't know if Cardi B writes her own stuff, but in any as case, a, she's talented. As a different songwriter once said, "Don't." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Why oh god! You said Cardi B, and then I found a picture of her next to that stitch, as if she should be Lilo. Oh my god! And it works in a nightmare scenario. Disney's Lilo <laughs> and Stitch, starring Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi Cardi B is now Hawaiian. <laughs> I'm Lilo, and I am from the Bronx. Actually, I ain't gonna lie to you. If they made Cardi B like the the big sister, I might be okay with that. Oh, Nani. Yeah, I'm not saying they should do that. They should probably just get a Hawaiian to do that. But I could not hate that. 
they should probably cancel it completely. This was put on a Reddit <laughs> called Thanks, I Hate It. <laughs> yep, exactly. Bingo, oh, bingo, boingo. God. So, yeah. So, yeah, speaking of hate, there's a lot of disdain for these delays. <laughs> but, hey, that just means all the more the merrier for next year, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, um, the fireman. Anyway, exactly. The next? <laughs> the next story here. Um, this one, I don't know if we have too much experience with this one, but we'll discuss it. Uh, basically, console stock woes. Uh, the fact that the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are very difficult to find continues to be a big factor uh, with sales of games and just with you know people trying to get these consoles in general. Uh, this holiday season's been full of people you know missing out on consoles, wanting consoles. Some people thinking, oh, well, it was hard to find last year, so it should be easy to find this year, and finding out that that is not the case. Um, I've talked about my own struggles with trying to get these things. Uh, last year I snagged PS5s for, I think like two different people. I got one for my little brother or I got one for myself last year. Yeah. 2020. That's when they came out. Yeah. I got one for myself last year, snagged one for my little brother as well early this year, and then got one for my cousin as well last year. Um, and then Xbox series X, I just had no luck with. So I gave up in like spring of this year and said fuck it i'm getting an xbox series s i uh, played the few games i wanted to play on there and then i got screwed screwed around by walmart for several weeks uh they were like ah we'll, we'll sell you the series x and then they never took the money out of my account and then a month later they sold more xboxes and my order didn't get fulfilled so i said okay i'm giving up on you and then the next day microsoft said hey here's this halo xbox series x it's on sale now, and now I have one. <laughs> so after many weeks of struggling, I'm glad to have that one. So that's my biggest, like, I guess, conflict with the console shortage. But um, now I got, you know, the, the best Xbox and the best PS5 I could have right now. So I'm happy right now. Um, how about y'all? Did y'all have trouble? I mean, I'm sure last year it was hitting you hard. But as far as this year goes, were y'all really getting hurt from these console shortages? No, not at all, actually. Yeah, because, I remember you got everything right up front. <laughs> well, I um, there there was the obviously the infamous episode of Players Club live from the PS5 disaster pre-order. Oh yeah! Oh my god! What a shit show! Yeah, like I I had I snagged a uh, I snagged one on Target like a pre-order, but then I they did I I didn't know how I don't know how Target does their pre-orders pre-orders like I didn't know how it worked so. <laughs> they had tried to bill. They they tried to bill me for the like for it to ship, and I didn't. I didn't get the email because it was in my uh, promotions folder. Oh no! And it said, "We're sorry about. Th- we're sorry, but your order, your pre order has been terminated." Damn, that's so aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's whole thing, but I, 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 would, I just, I lost it. But thank, thank God though, I, I, I made sure to uh, to do a backup with uh, Amazon. There you go. And yeah, you, mm-hmm. I was out th- and ironically when I was out, I was I was, I was I was I was I was in the middle of a session with my uh psychiatrist and I had him on I had the phone my, my phone on my desk like on speaker and I was like while while I was talking to him I was I was just frantically trying to search like waiting for Wario 64 to post Series <laughs> X is up now on here and that here was for me was Best Buy before they inst- started that whole uh membership plan thank yeah. god thank god god and, that yeah that was so annoying too and then with uh the oled switch i missed out the 
uh, the I think the day uh, the first day that pre-orders went up, and I I thankfully was able to make it like pre-order it, but I'm, it's I'm now gonna get have I I still get confused with between my launch switch my OLED switch because they they literally look the exact same just except for like a size difference in the in the screen. Yeah, check the bezel, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to bring something up. Uh, there there's actually a a uh, piece of um what is this this is piece of legislature hmm. i remember hearing something about this called uh stop stop the grinch act like that name too <laughs> yeah and the, but yeah this is basically just a like I, I i heard about it on uh i think twitter and then i saw it on attack of the show when fiona was doing the the uh the feed mm-hmm. and between this and the white house and the government mentioning anime so this has been it's been a weird year i'd say the government is now based but like they're not canceling student loans so no <laughs> what did the government do with anime uh they're the one of the uh i think omicron yeah omicron variant was popping off right as anime convention new york went anime, off i think anime expo in new york yeah, Anime Expo in New York. And uh, basically, someone had Omnicron there. So they said, hey, have you got tested if you've been to this event? And they made a TikTok about it using like a JoJo meme. <laughs> huh? It's very weird. But hey, man, you got to reach them where they're at. But honestly, the, the one person here who knows the struggle of, of of not being able to get a PS5 is Graydon. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait. Oh, wait. Whoa, wait. Why do I you did, say that? <laughs> because... Didn't you say, uh, like last year, that you were you're like angry that you couldn't get one? No. So I, I actually, and maybe I did at the time, and if I did, I apologize. But I like to think, and I even uh, may have... another hot take. No. Well, <laughs> maybe. Fuck the PS5. I may have written about it, <laughs> gone into more detail about it in a coming roundtable. Um, but I kind of have been wearing on my sleeve that I don't need a PS5 right now um nothing like i i got a series x very close to launch um i was mm. looking specifically for the all access one so i could finance it which has been really great for me if you can get it that way it's great because you get two free years of game pass ultimate so you just you don't gotta worry about any of that um, Hells yeah and so i've been working on that and having a great time uh, my <laughs> shameless dad plug of the week but my dad asked me the other day about um no you know what it wasn't even my dad it was a friend of mine he was like is that a series x and i said it is and he said how do you feel about it and i said it is hands down the best console i've ever owned and yeah i agree with that (laughs) i think it is like in terms of gaming it's a it has the best things on offer for me and it just looks beautiful it runs beautiful uh, like I've never, it's introduced things to my life that I didn't know I even needed. Like who knew that I wanted something that booted up within two seconds? Like mm-hmm. I, I will uh, hold down my controller power button, and by the time I turn the TV on, it's on. Like what? 
(laughs) It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And there's no loading, and oh my god, I sound like a grandpa, but Jesus, it's the best thing ever. Dude, um, I've I've talked about it on Twitter before. As a PS5 owner, I have switched over to pretty much being mostly Xbox. Like, all this backlog stuff I talked about that I bought that I need to play for this year, bought Riders Republic on Xbox, I bought Hot Wheels on Xbox, especially because in the case of a Hot Wheels where it's local multiplayer, I don't have to worry about, oh, PS4 controllers, do I need to get a PS5 version, exactly. but I don't want to buy multiple dual senses. All the Xbox controllers just work. Yep. Everything just works. Mm-hmm. It's great. I just and I, controllers. Oh, go ahead. And I, as someone who owns all three of the main consoles out there, I'm still playing mostly on PC. <laughs> <laughs> like, fair, fair. Like, honestly, I mentioned this in the Facebook chat. Um, like, I, I was actually, I'm, 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 I'm still thinking about it. I'm still thinking about disconnecting my PS5 because I barely use it. Mm. I, mm, you see, I would say that's probably fine, but. I think you're going to want to plug it in several times next year in a way where you're not, you're, you're plugging in that PS3, what, once every two, three, four, five, six months. You're probably going to be plugging it in a lot more next year. Your PS5, I mean. But like, I don't know. I, I can understand that standpoint because it is a once in a while machine. But for me at this point, I got too much stuff on my backlog on PlayStation. Um, plus, I'm a PS Now subscriber, so I like to play some of those games. But to keep it real, if you got an Xbox Series X, there's really no reason to buy a PS5 unless you just really, really need to play your Ratchets, your Returnals, your exclusives and such. Shoot, Deathloop's coming next year anyway, so who cares? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. I'm currently still dealing with the... Uh, I don't know if it's grieving or just just anxiety about the 3DS and Wii U shops, clo- eShops closings. Ooh, like, did they announce when that's happening? Yeah, January 22nd. So we've got 45 days. <sighs> God, so you can't buy new things, or you can't even download new things? No, no, uh, you you won't be able to buy anything after January twenty second on the twenty third. It'll just be, <laughs> it'll just be, it'll be the same thing, same way it was with the Wii. Hmm. Damn, that's a little bit. Rest uh, in peace, scary. Ultra hand grill off. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Indeed, the the realest of burials for that title. Um. So well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just before we move on, like I. To go back to your initial thing, like a PlayStation to me has now become like, and honestly, I had this whole thing planned out. Like when when they were first consoles were first announced, I remember writing on the back of an envelope because that was all I had. And I was on one side, I put Xbox, and one side I put PlayStation, and it was like these are the versions I'm gonna get for each thing. I'm gonna get a digital PlayStation because I have the disc Xbox. I'm just gonna use it for exclusives. The Xbox will be my like my indie machine my every other thing um but there has been no system seller for me genuinely and i kept saying that there wasn't going to be a system seller for a while because like horizon and god of war were all going to be ps4 as well so i was like why and then when i found out stream Hmm. was too i was like why the hell do i even need a ps5 ever and then i saw more footage of forbidden west and I am happy to announce it will be a system seller for me. Hey, there we go. You got like two months, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I can definitely wait. I waited two years to play Zero. What was it called? Zero Dawn? Zero Dawn, yeah. <laughs> Zero Dawn. Um, so I can wait. Um, the other system seller. Oh, Forspoken. That one Ooh, absolutely yes. system seller for me. And that's May. So I don't know. Around like halfway through the year. Like, I I would say I have to, like, July-ish to personally be like, I'm ready. I, and, I believe you'll have a PS5 by the end of next year. 
Yeah, I do too. Ironically, Thank you for th- believing in me. <laughs> I, I believe in you too, Green. Oh, thanks. Ironically, every time I get it, I, I'm, like there's a PlayStation game, I want to, I think, I should go back and play that. It gets ported to PC. <laughs> I, literally, I was just about to say, if you if you want to wait. Mm-hmm. Horizon, Days Gone, soon God of War, and and in like three or four days, um, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah, shoot, that's true, too. Which, I don't know if you guys have have, have seen, uh, like, the word, the stuff about this. It, it costs, like, $70 on Epic Game Store. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. I did see that. And it's, they've gotten, Square has gotten so much backlash that they've hidden the price. <laughs> uh, the cowards. <laughs> if you're going to gouge people, just be straight up with it. But it's okay. In two years, that thing will be 40 bucks on sale, and then Epic will give you a $10 coupon. So I'm not bugging too much. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much the yeah, Epic's a they they make sure you get a frugal experience on that app. But uh that's besides the point. Um actually speaking of frugal experiences as we transfer away from the console stock news, um Google Stadia first party development ends. Uh basically towards the front half of this year, uh Google announced that they're gonna be shutting down all internal game development teams. Uh this is where I believe Jade Raymond was on one of those teams working on some new exclusive game for Stadia. And then once they shut down all internal game development, she skipped on out of there and made her way to PlayStation, where she's now doing Haven Studios stuff. Um, But yeah, when this got announced, it was a really, it's probably the biggest PR blow that Stadia had uh, all year. I know that service has been looked down upon pretty much since this launch, but um. Yeah, once they said there's not going to be any exclusives here, everyone said, all right, well, there's no reason to stay here. Well, let's jump ship. Screw all that. And for whatever reason, I didn't listen to any of that because <laughs> I signed up for Stadia Pro. I don't know if I signed up for it late last year or early this year, but I've been on Stadia Pro for a while. And I, I kind of want to use this story to just get an inroad to be like, yo, Stadia is like pretty good. Like if you, if all you're doing is paying for pro, which all I've been doing, so 10 bucks every month and I'm getting like four or five games sometimes a month for free. Well, not for free, but for the cost of those 10 bucks for that month. And then they give you coupons every now and then they, they gave me a $10 coupon for anything on the Stadia store. They gave it to me twice because I didn't use it the first time. And the second time I'm like, what am I going to get? And they had some ghost recon game for like. I want to say 11 bucks. So I got it for $1 after using the coupon. And so I just have a big collection of games on there. Like we were talking about this uh, on a previous podcast, uh, Graydon, you were talking about how you loved the gardens between. Um, And I was like, okay, I should play that. It's leaving game pass, but I'm not going to play it before it leaves game pass. I already have it on stadia. Like, and not only do they have like a bunch of random indies, like I have dead by daylight there and didn't realize it. Uh, I just got destroy all humans, the remake on there. Um, I also they also have a lot of like quote unquote console exclusives uh, games that you can buy on PC, but are also available on Stadia only Um, things like Grime, things like Wavetail. Those are the two main ones. And even they get some fairly big games at launch. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 earlier this year launched on Stadia, uh, launched on Stadia Pro, uh, I should say. So if you didn't want to buy it for the full 30 or 40 dollars on console or PC, just pay your 10 bucks for Stadia Pro and you got it. So Stadia, yeah, I mm-hmm. Stadia also got a game that I played a demo of, fell in love with it, bought it, 
when it was finally out on Epic, and now it's on Game Pass, and I keep kicking myself because I haven't played it yet. But <laughs> um, Lost Words Beyond the Page. Oh uh, yeah, Sean Stadia, and I, I'm just, like, I was so mad because it looked great and it is pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, they know. I feel like they know how to pick them. Um, I don't think Stadia is because at this point, I feel like Stadia is just existing for the sake of existing. I don't get the vibe that they have like a specific. I don't think they're trying to do a traditional console rollout anymore where they're like, okay, we got our exclusives. We're going to make our console features. And then there we go. It seems like this is more of a storefront than it is a console type service. But I have a decent amount of games on here that I'm happy playing. I've played some Sniper Elite 4 on the service. I've played some Saints Row 4 on the service. Uh, All of these are games I got from Pro. Grime is one of my favorite games of the year, and I got that free through Pro at launch. Uh, Wave Break is also on there. PUBG's on there, which I played a little bit of, uh, which is also going to be free to play soon. So (laughs) maybe the value of it being free on Pro has changed now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here. Control Ultimate Edition's on here for Christ's sake. So then there's also that announcement at the Game Awards. Oh, uh, the the Google Play thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's slightly different to Stadia. But if you want to talk about Google just getting more into gaming, like now they're trying to get their Android apps to play natively on PC, which I'm super excited about because there are plenty of Android apps that. I'm like, oh, that's fun, but I still think of it as a mobile game. But then, you know, now I can finally play stuff like, honestly, I just want Call of Duty Mobile to be playable on PC. Like, that's all I want. I don't want to sit there with my phone playing Call of Duty Mobile. I'd probably play it more if I could play it on a bigger screen. And that seems like a perfect reason to. Um, I hate to break it to you, Emmett, but that's called Call of Duty. Look here. Yes. Call of Duty Mobile. Call of Duty Mobile. And I've, I've sung its praises before. I, I think it's so great on mobile because it's on mobile. It's the Call of Duty experience on mobile. If I want to Call of Duty, I just play Call of Duty. You are 403% correct. And <laughs> look, man, I, I already said it on a previous episode of Players Club Podcast. I'm down bad. I got Vanguard installed on Xbox right now. So, like, I, I'm already there. But, like, Call of Duty is just a game where... I like playing it on mobile, but the methods I have to control it on mobile just feel inconvenient because it is a smaller screen. Putting it on a bigger screen, I don't know if that would make it like, oh, this is my main Call of Duty now, but I I, kind of just want to see it. I'd like to see, there's a lot of mobile games I'd like to just see on a bigger screen and just see what that's like. And I'm really interested to see what Google's gaming related plans are in the future here. Uh, And let's see how much Stadia is a part of that future because it's looking a little bit shaky. But it looks like they're licensing the technology out to other parties. I know AT&T had a surprise test of Batman Arkham Knight with cloud streaming using Google's technology. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Hopefully they don't end their service and then all of the pro games that I've amassed are just gone. So (laughs) fingers crossed that doesn't happen. So, yeah. Any any Stadia comments anybody got? (laughs) I feel like I'm the only one who gives a shit about Stadia, which is fair. All I will say is I've grown to respect it. If you've seen my Luna video, which people probably have, because I think that thing got quite a bit of traffic. Yeah, I watched that one too. (laughs) Thank you. I, um, I enjoy it. I think it can work. I just, I think it's wrong to put everything into it. I think it's going to have to be a niche for a long amount of time because simply people don't have the internet for it. Um, Mm -hmm. to, to be like, like, I, I think it's honestly kind of wrong to have like exclusives 
to just be like you have to play it here because it's just not people some people can't and if it starts partnering with people and then they're like hey the new uh fucking wolverine wolverine yeah holy hell (laughs) sunset overdrive 2 exclusive to amazon luna i would sob (laughs) like no you don't don't do that (laughs) at least put it on stadia like a real person oh come on man (laughs) you want me to pick up my fire stick tv get up out of here bro (laughs) but yeah yeah i feel yeah i i think it's gonna take a while before we can start seeing exclusives have any type of real groundswell i mean wavetail I'm pretty sure you can't even play Wavetail on PC right now. It is just on Stadia Pro. So, and that game's great. So it's such a damn shame that I know so few people are going to play it because of that. But um, yeah, they they got to make it more accessible. We have to change the infrastructure of the fucking country so that internet is more accessible. Shoot, infrastructure of the world, really. Um, but that's going to take a long, long time and it's probably not going to happen overnight. We will not be talking about that story in the recap next year. I'll say that much. Um, So, yeah. And so from there, speaking of things that make me unhappy, uh, this next news story ends with uh, people being unhappy. Uh, The Fortnite trial ends with both sides unhappy. So uh, last year, 2021, uh, began a bit of a legal argument between Epic Games and Apple uh, with a little bit of Google, uh, I guess, hostility on the side there. Uh, So here, because I don't want to mess up the details, I'm just going to read the blurb here verbatim. Uh, last year, Google Games, or wow, last year, Epic Games began offering a third-party payment system without the iOS and Google Play versions of Fortnite, provoking Apple and Google to remove the game from their stores for violating their terms of service. Epic Games had a lawsuit drafted and ready to go, and the trial was scheduled for 2021. While the trial between Epic and Apple Games happened, and neither side is happy with the outcome, on most points, it actually went in Apple's favor, as Epic did pretty clearly willingly violate the App Store policies. However, it was also ruled that Apple cannot stop other companies from offering third-party payment systems in the App Store going forward, which bodes well for players and could potentially open the door for apps with direct payment systems to arrive on iOS. So yeah, that was just a weird, like, corporations boxing in the street for no reason. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I don't know. Did y'all have opinions on this story? Because like. I can say more on it, but it felt like eh, it's just corporations going at it. I, I will say it is kind of positive to see Apple brought down just a peg because um, they do feel like such a not necessarily such a monopoly, but they their ecosystem is so pervasive, but it's also so closed off that it feels annoying where it's like everyone has an iPhone, but then you want to send them a text and oh, you got a blue bubble instead of a green or vice versa. I mean, um, and it's like, oh, man, just. Why can't everyone just be on the same page? Why do there why do there have to be points of contention and separation through all these different ecosystems? I feel like Apple's like the biggest the biggest cor- uh, culprit of that. Um, and so seeing them having to allow apps that have outside payment systems, I feel like that's just one little thread that maybe pulls apart the entire ball of yarn later. Um, don't know how vital that will be, but hey, Epic had to pay a lot of money. Apple had to pay a lot of money. They both got you know bloodied up from the battle so neither person's happy but yeah we'll see if that means anything in the long run uh there were multiple episodes of this podcast where raul was reading the uh fortnite or not the fortnite the what the, the legality stuff oh he was just reading legal papers <laughs> well more like kind, the, the, kind of more or less and yeah it was just the just so petty 
and there was also a point but like a, i don't know if it was a decade ago prior to see or maybe been before after steve jobs died there was a point where apple had more money to its i like, had more like they had more money than the entire than this than this country i believe it i believe it that makes me upset but also, that's like a plot line of idiocracy yeah like i remember well, actually i want to ask you guys a question Mm-hmm. What were you guys doing, and where were you where, where when uh, Steve Jobs died? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> God, I feel like I should have like a, a oh, I remember where I was. Nah, well, I, I only remember it. where I was when uh, Michael Jackson died. <laughs> That's it. Same. Yeah, I can tell you what I was doing. What were you doing? I was doing a podcast on <laughs> a special, oh. a special uh, gamers itch podcast on uh, Steve Jobs uh, with Javon, uh, some other folks, and. Okay, pause. You were doing the episode on Steve Jobs? Yeah, what? It was it was I think a day or two after he after the news broke because I remember I was watching uh, uh this week in tech uh live stream. Mhm. And it was in the middle of I think triangulation and it was like news broke that Steve Jobs died and everyone was it was like the death of a of a legend. Mm. The the end of an icon. And then everything came out afterwards that no, he was he was an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. You in this country, you don't become you don't get to the top without being a little bit of an asshole. No you one will you... cry for Zuckerberg. Oh yeah. Oh my about, god. I was just about to make, try to remember what the poster of uh, Social Network was. My God, the day Zuckerberg's out of here, it's it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Trump lost all over again. We'll be in the streets, and then uh, the next day we'll be like, well, shit, we're still oppressed. <laughs> Uh, I was stuck actually, in this metaverse. Yeah, <laughs> I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna say it's gonna be everyone doing the uh, the meme I took off last year, like the funeral meme. Oh my god, the <laughs> the African funeral meme with they're all holding the casket. Yeah, my god. Dun, 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 dun. I, I'm not even gonna do the song, but yeah, uh, yeah. That whole trial was it. It was weird because especially in this industry. Well, I shouldn't even say this now because the last two years or so especially has brought a lot of very serious grounded stories to the gaming industry that we've been following uh some of which we'll talk about in a little bit here uh but yeah this one it felt really weird to just be like all right here's this new game here's this new uh ip here's this new studio here's some court documents you know (laughs) especially with all the stuff that they were like ah they're selling skins just making fun of apple's marketing and stuff it's like all right man yeah the dark tycoon yeah oh man that felt so petty i remember remember because i had to make i had to try to find a transparent image of that for (laughs) good god yeah it's it's a very weird time back then but uh we'll see if this means anything substantial for epic and most importantly apple because because epic is also a multi-billion dollar company but they're all they want to do is just sell some games you know maybe publish some things apple feels like they want to take over the world (laughs) so I'm I'm cool with them being taken down a peg. Um, yeah. uh, what game was mm-hmm. it? I think it was Tacoma, where like some like the companies took over. Tacoma. Oh, uh, you mean Fulbright's? Yeah. Next game. The game they did after Gone Home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's. Tacoma. Yeah, that is Tacoma. Well, like they mentioned, uh, like certain there, there's like the U.S. has fallen, and like the companies have taken over in its place, and there's mm. like loyalty Wait, points. It- is that um <clears throat> where the water tastes like wine? That was the name of their other one, right? And then it was I don't think that... that's Fulbright though. 
I thought it was. Wasn't that the whole thing where they? Oh, hold on. I'm about to look it up. Uh, say that was made by Fulbright, and it was like they made no money off of it. Nope, that's Serenity Forge and Dim Bulb Games, and yeah, they made no money off of it. I do remember that part. It had something to do with Gone Home. All right, I'm doing more searching. Keep talking. Okay. All right. Well. I'm. I'm bet there's some ex developers that worked on Gone Home that worked on Water on Wine. But while you look that up, um, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the next story here. Which is what's kind of wild at first glance, but now that this happened, it feels like nothing. Can I can I talk about it? Because yes, because I know this is your bread and yeah. butter. Uh, yeah. So a PlayStation game launches on Xbox Game Pass. What? <laughs> what are we talking about? What are you talking about? Wild. <laughs> yeah. So um, MLB the Show Twenty One. Well, the news broke. I think it was last year. Like yeah, right, right like literally right before COVID. Oh God. Yeah, that's true. That um, only the show is going to be going multi, multi, multi-platform. I, there's a new story on the site. If you search just only the show, you'll you'll find it. I wrote it. <laughs> plug. Yeah, just a shameless plug. <laughs> um, and that wasn't that wasn't that was not it. Like that was not it. As far as like the developments went, would go, mm-hmm. it would end up going to Game Pass. Still and, pretty wild. And the fact that it was. Sony got out, out, outranked by Major League Baseball. Like yeah. they got, they got, uh, what's the word? They got kind overruled. of overruled. Yeah, over overruled, and people people were excited. I was exci- I was excited. Well, I still am excited because I- I'll get to. I'm actually. I think I'm gonna bring it up during when we do our game of the year stuff for a certain segment. That's mm. another segment. Certain award. Okay. Yeah, I think I know the wing jump out. But there was also like. There was it, it made obviously it made a lot, a lot of money money being released on literally PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get that reach, man. Go everywhere you can. Some places so, you can't. The real problem though was, and it's actually something that I remember hearing, like listening to on various podcasts about Microsoft, like how in the past Microsoft would they wouldn't allow. Like they would like one of their big things was not allowing user like not being too generous with uh, user user created content because of how people would take advantage of it and make harmful things, which they did with X- the Xbox players. Certain Xbox players did with MLB the show on series platform access platforms. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There were racist ones. There were just like just. Probably misogynistic ones, probably homophobic ones, all the the trio of bad. Yeah, and I just of America. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. I don't know if you. I don't know if you guys watch. Uh, have, you, have, have, have you guys heard of the show Mythic Quest? I've heard of it. Yes. Okay. There's some. They they did. There was an episode that they did where like there there were under there like the game was being like the people the players were being attacked by racist bigots. Oh, like fun racist users so they had they... themselves a chivalry problem that happens a lot in chivalry that community is kind of toxic <laughs> um so what they did was they took they took um they did they did like a bait switch where they baited all the racist misogynistic folks onto one server and they locked down that server so like they all they were they, like they they every person who was being an asshole being racist being nazi-ish were stuck on that servers believing that they were spreading their hate <laughs> reality, they were just spreading it to each other 
All right, I love that. That's actually kind of incredible. Yeah, and I just wish, man, if only if only that could be done with uh, games. Or uh, actually, no, if only that could be done with society. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Just give them their own. I don't want to give them anything, but just put them away from us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's also rumors that. Well, I don't know if it's rumors, but well, yeah, there are rumors that LB, LB the show will be coming to PC and mobile and possibly Switch. Yeah. I mean, I remember when they first announced that it was going multi-platform, Nintendo replied to that tweet with like a baseball emoji. So I feel like they're trying to get it on Switch. I think that's the eventual goal, probably PC and mobile as well. So, you know, and, I w- I'd say hold your breath. Yeah. Well, I can't. But, <laughs> I probably asking, not until I'm you're. Really, I was asking about how to get an inhaler. Oh, well, then, yeah, definitely don't hold your breath. But I imagine with the Switch, at least, they'll do their, they'll do a, like a cloud version. Mm, I could see that. They did that with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Life is Strange, uh, mm-hmm. Colors. Yeah, Control as well. So, yeah, we'll see. Not my favorite thing, but it is what it is. But yeah. Yeah, that was a wild story, though. The fact that it, I mean, not only is it on Game Pass, I feel like it being on Game Pass has heavily affected the sales um, which I don't know if they really care because they got their money up front with the Game Pass deal. But I see copies of the Xbox version of this thing going for like ten to twenty dollars less than the PlayStation Four and Five versions because everyone has it on Game Pass, so they got more copies to give away or give away to sell. So um, we'll see if that's something that they continue to do for next year's game. We'll see if it expands to other platforms. But uh, yeah, definitely a very interesting story and. This this seemed like, oh, this is the first step of Sony, you know, putting games on other platforms. But really, this was an MLB thing, uh, which is funny because right after this, I want to say they said, all right, let's put Horizon on PC and God of War on PC. That's when they really started going hard on that stuff. So it's yeah. interesting how that worked out. Yeah. Um, and sales like were re- really well. Oh, that's good. Um, I mean, I'm trying to trying to find the the exact amount sold. <laughs> 40 bajillion dollars no it was actually like it was actually like four four million combined with like two on like half on playstation half on xbox which mm. is just, that is so that's so divisive wow yeah that's right down the middle classic yeah very interesting so yeah mlb continuing to be a good game every single year but this also, year had a very interesting year uh sorry to interrupt go ahead only the show 21 sales topped all video games in april and set the friend a franchise high wow okay so yeah they're never going back to playstation only so <laughs> it's pretty much a confirmation right there shoot sony gets a lot of that money too because you know they still publish it in the end of the day so good on them My excellent question, though, about that al um because i was thinking about it the other day with i just keep my finger on the pulse of um game pass do you think that it will leave after its year is up and subsequently do you think that they'll put the next one up? well that's actually a good question because. Uh, well, I imagine that they'll they'll do what uh, what EA does with their with their uh, EA when they like with their sports games that are on Game Pass. Just kind of replace them. Hmm. Well, they'll with EA and 2K and the 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 rest of them that have that make licensed sports games. They usually cut they cut service like they cut service to the to the games by by the next iteration by the next um next year. What only what. Sony San Diego does. Uh, they keep at least two or three of the like the, the they keep the two or three most recent versions active. Hmm. It's like only tw- 
I know I know I, def- I definitely know MV20 is still supported like online. Mm-hmm. Like I mean more specific, specifically um ser- servers and everything. Hmm. Okay. So if anything they'll they may just they they may take it down. Hmm. Also when um when like with cloud gaming or Game Pass PC for the longest time it was just like the cloud gaming version of MLB the show 21 was the Xbox One version. Now it's uh, the Series X version. So hmm. we'll see if that switches it around at all. Yeah. Um, I'll say just in general, I know a lot of the indie deals that they make are pretty much a one year deal. Like, uh, like you talked about Gardens Between, that hit Game Pass literally a year exactly before it left. So for a lot of these, it's a year long. So I expect MLB will probably be out come. Uh, when did it release this year? Uh, like March or something. Uh, oh, April. Okay, yeah. So come April, I'm pretty sure it'll leave. Now, will the next one go up there? We'll see. But seeing as the sales are so good, it'll probably be up there. <laughs> I think you might. You, I think Xbox has formed a good relationship there. So we'll see if it continues. Uh, and speaking of Xbox forming good relationships, they have formed a pretty good relationship with the Halo community over the last couple months here. Um this year was pretty much Halo's year. And when I say Halo's year, I mean Halo's last two months, really. But we've been talking about Halo in some form for most of this year. Uh, so Halo's Infinite's campaign was revealed for the first time in 2020, uh, right towards the end of the year there. Uh, and the response was so bad that everyone pretty much shed on it. That's where you got the Craig meme. That's where you got all these little inconsistencies with the visuals. People had a lot to say. So they delayed the game an entire year, and we've been living through that whole year, uh, and we've gotten looks at the multiplayer, we've gotten several beta playtests and everything, and the game had a surprise launch of the multiplayer uh, just a couple weeks ago at the end of November to celebrate Xbox's 20th anniversary, um, and then the campaign came out mere days ago at this point, uh, less than a week ago, actually. So, uh, yeah, everyone's loving Halo. And yes, there are some issues. People don't like its progression system being so slow. Um, and some, not everyone is loving the more open worldy, uh, vibe of this current Halo campaign, but the wide swell of opinion is that Halo is back. Halo is good again. Halo is great again, even, and everyone's super excited about Halo. Uh, I'm trying to beat Halo 3 right now so that I can get a little bit more context before I move on to Infinite because I don't think I'm going to play 4 and 5 right now because I can only take so much Halo at once. But uh, yeah, how how y'all feel about Halo this year? It's a good time to be a Spartan, right? Yeah. I mean, me and Graydon are going to do a series, like a Let's Play series of like a co-op experience of Halo 1. And I want to do like Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3. Oh, wow. Okay. You're gonna stop at three? I, I don't know because four grain, what do you think? Um, I always say that I now I'm trying to remember because they're not like they're not so ingrained in my head. I feel that I enjoyed four enough and five I say I may be mixing the two, like like flip flopping the two. One of them I just like, and one of them I think is a fantastic game if it wasn't Halo. And I, I think may- that's my thoughts on five. Yeah, I think that's I think that's five as well. Okay. Um, that being said, I would play any of them again. I've um, I played them all oh, two years ago now, I guess. Um, Gee, lookers. Kind of back to back in in co op as well. I honestly would never play them alone. Um, so I'm totally down 
and uh, three is three is my favorite mainline Halo game. Um, mm. ODST is absolutely top, but three is pretty damn awesome, and I'm jealous of you. It <laughs> <laughs> look, all right, number one, I do want to really play ODST just because it looks unique. It looks different from any other Halo I've seen. But the thing, I'll say this real quick, is just a hot take because uh, I tweeted it out right before we started recording. My thing with Halo 3, I'm enjoying it and I will be beating it. So, you know, whatever I'm about to say does not cancel that out. But man, it feels like when I saw Star Wars for the first time in 2018, it feels generic because it is the template on which so many other movies have built upon itself. And that's why that's where Halo 3 feels, where it feels generic. But I only feel that way because I've played all of its offspring (laughs) over the last couple of years, if that makes sense where it feels like everything else because everything else is pulling from it. Does that make sense at all? (laughs) No, I get that. It's hard to go back and play like a pioneer when it's been done so much better now. Exactly. Exactly. But um, like I said, it's not bad at all. I just really feel like, God, this feels, man, this is a seventh gen ass shooter. So, but I'm having fun with that. I'm going to keep playing it. And then I want to get to infinite sometime soon, Uh, but we'll see how my time shakes out uh so yeah fun stuff there uh so yeah we oh yeah go ahead i'm just q just insert of kill zone reference (laughs) yeah kill zone (laughs) shoot i every now and then i think man i should go back and finish kill zone three and then i stop thinking (laughs) honestly as someone who did who who played who beat kill zone three it's a weird ending it's it it feels it's abrupt it's Hmm. It literally ends with Malcolm McDowell's character saying, like being told, "Sir, what are we? What are you gonna do? We ha- or, or, or what do you mean? We have people. We have soldiers on the surface." And he just goes, "Fuck them," and get they. He leaves. Wow. <laughs> that, okay. that that one thing has like that game came out what ten almost ten years ago over ten years ago. Yeah, twenty twelve or that, something. And that's stuck in my head from from that, that game. <laughs> he uh, just goes, "Fuck them." <laughs> <laughs> That's super weird to hear, uh, especially because I like Killzone 2 a decent bit. So that's very bizarre. Uh, but speaking of good games that leave you with oh. a bizarre feeling, <laughs> this next story was fucking crazy. Um, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, the bad edition. <laughs> um, basically, a lot of people have heard of this story. This is I would say it's safe to say this game is this year's Cyberpunk 2077. Um where I was literally just watching the the Matt McMuckle m- m- wow Matt McMuckles Matt McMuscles video uh the what happened on this uh game right here and it is just it it was so clearly going to be a trash fire from the beginning um if you just look at the track record of everyone involved here um of course this is the trilogy of Grand Theft Auto 3 San Andreas and Vice City all wrapped into one package put out into a bundle for you know a full 60 dollars, and they put it on next gen consoles regular consoles and uh on switch as well and the game is just awful it doesn't run well um on next gen consoles it has trouble maintaining 60 frames per second and these are 20 year old games and it can't stay at 60 frames on an xbox series x or a ps5 um digital foundry actually did a breakdown of this game and the only way on a console to get it to stay at a stable 60 is to play the ps4 version in performance mode on a ps5 it is ridiculous um so you got that going so it's already a little bit of a downhill you know 
it's already going downhill from there and then you have all these different bugs some of which were left over from the original ps2 release but some are just due to them porting this renderware game into unreal engine 4 and everything not quite meshing well you got um you know weird arm things going on where it looks like people are trying to throw gang signs on accident um you got you got like weird zoom ins and just bad camera angles. The lighting makes people's faces look way darker than it's supposed to be. So you can't see their emotions and cutscenes. Um, you got a lot of not just frame rate inconsistencies, but straight up slowdown. Like, God forbid, if you place, I saw this one clip from Vice City on Switch. It was, there was this one mission where you blow up a building pretty much, and it was literally like 12 frames per second during that cutscene. Um, just a lot of bad things all over. And the fact that, it got announced with a month of lead time leading up to its release date. And the only gameplay that was out there before the game released came out the day before launch. And it was less than a minute of gameplay. And they were just very dodgy about this thing overall. Uh, I think people were some, some people were skeptical, but I think most of us were like, Oh, it's rockstar. And it's these old games. There's no way they could fuck this up. And yeah, they fucked it up. So they released a statement saying, oh, we didn't expect there to be so many issues, which is kind of bullshit because you got Grove Street Games making it, which is the same developer who made all the mobile ports and all of those mobile ports had some issues. And so you had to know that this was going to be a problem. Uh, it seems very clearly that once GTA 5 next gen versions got delayed out of this year, they needed something to put out this year. So they said, hey, we're going to have to move up the definitive edition. Um, and so here we are with this horrible, horrible game. Um, it seems like because this was such a massive shit show, uh, unlike the mobile ports that got released, because for those of you who don't remember, GTA San Andreas on PlayStation 3 and 360, those are the mobile versions of San Andreas put onto consoles. And people had a lot of problems with those ports, but Rockstar didn't really do anything to fix them, didn't really patch them or anything because there wasn't a big outcry. Now there's a big outcry, so it seems like there's an incentive for Rockstar to actually make things right with this. So I feel like these games will be patched out eventually, and you know, we'll they'll get the love and care that they deserve. But it's crazy that they even did this. This is such a black mark on a company because I know Rockstar themselves didn't do all the port work on this, but this is a black mark for a company that is already getting criticized because all they do is make GTA Online content. You get you you bring Dr. Dre to make new music and you put it in GTA Online. That still pisses me off. I'm sorry, but like, it, Rockstar already has a lot of scrutiny on them right now. So this story does not help them. And apparently, GTA Six is in development hell as well. So Lord only knows what their 2022 is going to look like. Uh, so yeah, how y'all? I've talked a lot. How did y'all feel about this one? Because clearly, I felt some type of way. Um, well, Graydon should go first because I've I, I've talked about this on Players Club. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the only thing that I can, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, can really say about this is through all of the negative discourse I saw online, it drove me to go to eBay and buy the original PS2 trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so someday I will get around to playing these games that I've heard are classics my whole life. And I will be playing them on the PS2 that I have <laughs> and yeah. and not on a brand new console. So I think that kind of says, speak with your money. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to a not broken experience. Yeah, I dated, but not broken. See, that's kind of where I'm at, too, because when I I think I talked about this on Players Club as well, 
when this first came out, I actually bought it the day it came out just because I was like, all right, I just, I just need it to play decently well. I just need it to not, I, I wanted to get to very specific missions that I couldn't play because the controls were so dated and I was able to beat those missions. So I said, all right, in that case, we're good. I'm going to play through the rest. I'm going to buy this collection and I'm going to play through the rest of it. And I didn't know how broken it was compared to the originals because I didn't play the originals. But over time, I've seen not just all the bugs and everything, but I've seen like how clearly Rockstar knew and just put it out anyway, just so they can, you know, make a quick buck before the fiscal year's over. That really upset me to the point where, because I was thinking, all right, I'm going to play these GTA games. Everyone loves them. I'm going to see what's up with them. Maybe, you know, come Saints Row coming out next year, I'll be able to compare the franchises a little bit better because. I feel like that's always a comparison everyone makes, but I haven't been able to. Now I'm just like, yo, if this thing's fixed by March, maybe I'll come back. But I just don't have it in me to go back to these games. It, they were so cynically made, so it's hard to feel love for them, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't love it. Uh, hopefully this will be a big wake-up call that whatever Rockstar's doing, they cut that shit out. Uh, and and it's funny as well because Take Two CEO was just talking about Cyberpunk last year and was like, "Hey, they released it before it's ready. We don't do that here at Take Two. We make sure things have plenty of time to bake in the oven before they're put out. And then they put this out where it's half baked. So yeah, it is what it is. There. If only someone could have just edited that, like took that, made a text speech, and just <laughs> put a record scratch. <laughs> Hi, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of record scratch moments, here's one thing that I think people were expecting, but we're not quite sure what it is yet. Um, this next story here, Netflix enters the gaming industry. Um, so Netflix games, it's just a thing now. Uh, they've always been in movies and TV, as we know. But now they're trying to get into the gaming industry. In 2021, they have a limited form selection of free games on mobile devices at no extra cost to its subscribers. Some of these games are based on existing Netflix franchises, while others are just games on their own. Um, and it could hint at a greater expansion in the future. Uh, Netflix did buy... Um, oxen free developer night school studios uh this past september so perhaps yeah i know a lot of people are like sad slash upset about that um we'll see what happens i i don't want night school the thing that i do not want to see is the next night school game or narrative or whatever you want to call it just being a bandersnatch type thing where you're using your fucking xfinity remote to select options on a screen like i would like night school games I would like them to be more mostly games rather than narrative experiences, quote unquote. Um, because honestly, Netflix just by Quantic Dream, because I could, I it would be so much oh. easier. It would be so much easier to ignore Quantic Dream if Netflix bought them. <laughs> or, or here's what they could do: mm -hmm. they, could, they could buy Quantic Dream and then shut it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buy it to kill it. Honestly, if they just bought Quantic Dream and just removed David Cage and a lot of the other heads of, heads of that studio, eh, I could play it. Just cut yeah, out the rot, uh, you know. For those who are wondering why I'm, I have this attitude. Check out the rage quit I did on uh, <laughs> Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Oh my God. I I should I should put that as a clip. That's definitely going on YouTube when we watched Star Wars Eclipse that trailer, and then at the end it was Quantic Dream. We were like, "Fuck!" <laughs> uh, such a disappointing turn of events, but. Hey, Netflix is getting into games. I hope this bears some 
more interesting fruit than a bunch of mobile games that are free on your device. I hope this becomes like, you know, I think it'd be cool if I saw a Netflix logo next to like an ESRB rating on a box. That would be interesting. I don't think this is going to happen next year, but it'd be interesting if it did. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Then after that, speaking of people buying studios, Microsoft and Sony, they keep buying studios. Uh, So, of course, late last year, we got hit with the Bethesda joints Xbox merger, um, and that thing was crazy. This year, we really saw the fruits of that labor uh, or the collaboration there. Uh, They started to officially unify, and so we got a bunch of Bethesda games coming to Xbox xpax wow uh we got (laughs) we got a bunch of bethesda games coming to xbox game pass um and we had uh pretty much they put everything on there except wet which is the game i wanted um and brink brink isn't on there either what the fuck's up with that don't mention wet jeez i'm gonna get so sad (laughs) my eyes are gonna get wet thinking about wet (laughs) uh and that's not a lot of douche talking um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah we started seeing a lot of uh a lot of these bethesda games are coming out death loop just came out as a playstation exclusive but its quality kind of speaks to the great purchase that xbox made with bethesda so you know that's going to be on their platform soon enough on game pass probably this time next year um of course uh what else did they buy um xbox didn't really buy more studios this year because bethesda's a big one they probably need to sit down after eating that meal um but sony not to be outdone by too much they did buy a couple of uh developers this year um they acquired nix's software which is a company that is known for pc ports um and we've talked about a little bit in this episode how things like horizon zero dawn days gone god of war all coming to pc uh shoot uncharted 4 and lost legacy are about to come to pc as well next year um nix's is pretty much responsible for the bulk of that uh that's going to be a really good purchase for them in the long run and i can't wait to see xbox prompts on god of war (laughs) Because that's going to be fun. Um, So, yeah, that's a really good one just for the, you know, nitty gritty side of the business. But also they acquired Housemark. They released Returnal this year to widespread critical acclaim. Uh, Everyone loved Returnal if they could beat it. Uh, So they got scooped up. And now Housemark is part of the PlayStation family for real, for real. Um, And then also uh, it is one thing that they did not acquire uh, a Sobe studio. They get shut down. Um, well, actually it's not a Sobe studio. It was Japan studio originally, but now it's team of Sobe. Um, so it's just that group around the uh, God, what are they called? Astrobot games. Uh, the Astrobot games are going to be going forward with that development studio. Um, and team of Sobe is probably going to work on other stuff outside of Astrobot, but all the other branches of Japan studio, they had to lop that off and keep the good stuff, I guess. So, yeah, that part was sad, but there's a lot of new studios getting acquired and a lot of new games coming out of that. So very exciting news. Uh, any thoughts, opinions on that stuff? There's also uh, Blue uh, Point. Blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blue Point did get acquired this year. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, shout out to that. That That's one I'm very excited to see because um, they did such a good job with the remakes of both Shadow of the Colossus and uh, Demon Souls that it seems like their next game is going to be just a straight up original title. Um, I don't know what they're working on and I don't even really have like much of a wish list for what they're working on, but I think it would be really cool if they did sequels to obscure PlayStation exclusive franchises. Like how cool would it be if we got like a pursuit force three just for no reason. <laughs> I think that would be neat or just any, any other type of random franchise star Hawk two. 
whatever you want. I think that'd be cool. I don't know what y'all have any hopes and dreams and aspirations for any of these mergers, including uh, Blue Point. Yeah, I want Blue Point to to work. Re- I want what if just what if what if Blue Point took over Resistance? Oh my God! Uh, don't say it. <laughs> don't Why, say it because it, it won't be true. It won't be true. God. I I would love that. I would uh, I would love that so much. I just have a feeling that if Sony's going to green light a first person shooter, it has to be a multiplayer. We're going to have millions of players on this thing, or it's going to be well, kill zones are shooter. Put make a kill zone. I I just I don't know. I don't trust Sony to allow that, but I could trust Blue Point with it if Sony allowed it. So you know, time will tell on that one. Or and here's another one: they could make a they could make it. A certain they can make a remake of Silent Hill, but not call it Silent Hill. Just, just quiet mounds. Yeah, just, just be very Ooh. petty. Be very petty about it with uh, Konami. <laughs> I think that would actually be pretty clever, and I would like that a lot. <laughs> quiet mounds just makes me giggle inside. Um, I prefer Hush Mountain. Hush I Mountain. Think, ah, I think that's good. <laughs> uh, they also, if I'm not mistaken, they also bought the uh, there's muted terrain. Story. <laughs> there was Go also there, wasn't there another studio they bought this year the, the PlayStation the uh, developers of uh, oh Valkyrie yeah yeah they that happened probably before this article even got written um yeah Valkyrie happened just a couple days ago they are the developers of Guns Up um which is a, it's a little strategy game that they put out on PS4 that I really liked and I played that for a long time. Um, but they are probably more known for their support work. They're working on God of War Ragnarok right now and have worked on a bunch of other places and franchises. So that's just another common sense acquisition there. Um, but yeah, we'll see if PlayStation acquires some more studios. They say that they're not quite done yet with the acquisitions. Um, of course, Insomniac they bought last year, which made big you know waves and everything in the industry. And Xbox says they're not done either. I still, I still believe they're probably going to buy Sega. I could I could see that. I don't know if that's completely true, but I don't know. I get the vibe, but we'll see. We have 2022 for all that speculation. Um, and speaking of speculation, uh, this one, people are speculating that this could even work in games, but we'll see how the future shakes out. Um, NFTs and the metaverse try to weasel into gaming. Um, so non-fungible tokens, people have seen the memes about this by now or they watched or they read that one uh article in rolling stone about the board eight people um so yeah nfts have taken the world by storm and by world by storm i mean very few people are talking very loudly about it and now the rest of us have to respond um so nfts have pretty much come in and they're trying to be a thing people are trying to make them be a thing and gaming companies are like god there's a lot of money in this we should probably get into that shit so you've heard a lot of, you know, CEOs from EA, Ubisoft, Take Two, Square Enix. They're all, you know, kind of bullish and trying to get on the train of NFTs in some way. Ubisoft even tr- is trying to put them right now into uh, Ghost Recon uh, Breakpoint, which is super weird because I you put the unpopular technology in the unpopular game. All right, that's fine. Um, actually, um, something I something just actually got announced recently like before this article got written. Oh. Um, a certain a certain figure from Xbox's past or Microsoft's past is working on a blockchain game. Oh wait, uh I saw this one. Uh Peter Molyneux? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm gonna reinvent the blockchain or something crazy. I uh, no, I'm not gonna say that. 
<laughs> I, I, I had a thought that if I just forgot, my, the censoring part of my brain just thought, you know what? I think that would hurt. So that would hurt uh, his feelings. Yeah, I, I mean, if it would hurt his feelings and you don't want to say it, don't say it. But also, is Peter Molyneux going to listen to this? No, but someone could tweet it at him if, it's, if someone does listen to this. Fair enough, fair enough. Way to be on the cautious side. This show is our least popular of all the, of the shows we're doing on, uh, like, in the RSS feed. Well, now with this grand return, it's going to be more popular than ever, right? Thanks, oh, yeah. thanks, Alan. Thanks. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. The big dumb podcast, the Green Zone, is the least popular one of the whole website. Thanks, Alan. Thanks. Nah, this is the new. This is the new broadcast. <laughs> broadcast. This is going to be the new flagship podcast. Everybody, I'm Sunsetting Players Club. I will be here every week. Oh my god. Oh boy. But yeah, NFT this is, is a mutiny. Oh my god, a mutiny! You got to kill your sons to make the other son stronger. Okay, I don't like that analogy. <laughs> Wait, um, is that what a mutiny is? I don't know. I I've never looked up the word mutiny. I just heard it said on Discovery Channel and went with it. Um, it's, just, it's just when like the leader, like the the underlings, like who's the leader? Yeah, the usurp. Oh, so it's like the French Revolution. Exactly. No kids right. have to get killed. Sometimes they do, but they don't have to. Just the no, kings. No. Another example is <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. What happens with the Ravagers and Yondu? Ah, Very yeah, true. yeah. Good that, call. That, good call. That, like one of the characters straight up says, "I didn't mean to mute. I didn't mean to mutiny." <laughs> but the I don't know. I I thought I had a pun there. I have nothing. Um, but yeah, much like much like NFTs, I got nothing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about this story except I. I don't like the concept of NFTs. It seems like just something that has tremendous waste to the environment and also doesn't really pose a purpose that seems important enough to justify its existence. Um, Or beneficial. Yeah, or beneficial. Yeah, I think that's the even more pertinent thing. Um, Metaverse stuff Uh, is... get to to that, Mm -hmm. um, you guys know who Kevin Rose is, right? Yes, I'm aware of him. He is launching he's getting into the nft game too and i'm like wow this is this is what happened kevin rose what the fuck <laughs> why him is that the guy who made dig yeah <laughs> i i mean i don't know i get he's on the internet he likes money i guess hey it makes sense for him i do not i don't understand it P- people are just getting into nfts because they see money in it but it's like is there anything actually there beyond the monetary gain um, we live in a capitalist society, so I mean, I do like every yeah. time I see someone, an NFT creator, complain that people are like when someone just does the the, the, the whole copy and paste or co- save as mm-hmm. with an NFT, like save the image, and you therefore you own the NFT, and they, and the people are just getting angry about it. Yep, <laughs> it is very funny. I, I I love that bit every time. Even Keanu Reeves is in on that joke. He was laughing oh, about God. it in interview oh, interview. <laughs> that laugh. It, yeah, it restored, it restored my soul. <laughs> That's hey, Keanu's really good at that soul soul restoration. Um, so yeah, NFTs, I'm not really keen on. Uh, I'll say metaverse stuff. Like the only reason I'm interested in the metaverse is anything outside of what Meta, formerly known as Facebook, uh, is trying to do. Because what what Meta's trying to do, what Microsoft's trying to do, that just seems like an evolution of like Microsoft Teams or Zoom, where it's like, oh, we all got little avatars. We can be in meetings our entire lives now. That sounds like hell. But I miss PlayStation Home. And though I wasn't a part of it, I miss the idea of Second Life. 
and you know things like vr chat are already popping so the metaverse is probably going to be a thing and i think it's going to be a cool thing but lord jesus don't let corporations get all up in it because once that happens it's fucking it's just snow crash and i don't want that i mean there was a thing i showed in the facebook chat earlier of uh meta like the official meta account replying to pepsi going this is going to look great in the metaverse and pepsi (laughs) the official pepsi response you know what friend and then budweiser (laughs) my god responding with welcome welcome brand friend w-a-g-m-i whatever the hell that means (laughs) i don't want to know it's scary and then and then they respond pepsi responds with thanks friend wag me rocket rocket emoji Oh no! <laughs> oh, wag me! I gotta see what this means. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, oh man! I, oh, I may have to. I may have to edit that out if it turns out to be something cancelable. Wag me! <laughs> I I I it can't imagine sounds, how that would be. It already sounds suspicious. It sounds suspicious, but like, oh, W A G M I. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing this image. I didn't realize that's what he said. I don't know what wag me is. I it mean, stands it stands can- for for we're all gonna make it. And embody starry-eyed conviction of crypto enthusiasts. I want to die. Oh, <laughs> I hate this. I hate this world. I hate it. Oh man, more like frag me. Am I right? Um, like we consistently yeah. keep living in the worst timeline. I I mm-hmm. hate it. <laughs> yeah, man. The world is just a burning pile of rubble, and we all have to smile as it decays. But speaking oh. of decay. Let me tell you about all the fuck shit. Now, that is a damn good segue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except, except the one that the inventor drove off the cliff on. <laughs> yeah, that one too. But yeah, the, to, to keep on with that segue, God, there has been some, some fuck shit, as I like to say, over There's, at Activision Blizzard. Papa John came down and talked about a reckoning that, that was going to happen. And this is the <laughs> reckoning he was talking about. God, who who knew? 30 pieces, 30 days, and... 30 billion people getting fucked over at this job. So basically, and Papa John getting losing, no longer being Papa John. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Come on, Papa John anymore. No, we don't. I don't think we see his name. (laughs) No, that's not restaurant. Yeah, I'm referring to him as Papa John because I don't want to say his real name. It's like the former person who was the head of a certain. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to. That guy. (laughs) Yeah, if if you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. I, I, I'm not going to give him any more thought than I already have. But um, so we yeah, active. We may be thinking of different people. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. There's so, many, there's so many douchebags in the world. There are too many, and there's a great many of them in Activision Blizzard. Um, now for this oh, one, I because there's there's yeah, excellent segue. I am on fucking fire. I guess. Hey, maybe I should record podcasts at ten in the morning more often. Um. So yeah, Activision Blizzard. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy going on here for a while. Uh, following Ubisoft getting a lot of people last year, uh, people started turning their eye towards Activision Blizzard. And I think I'm just going to read this uh, portion of the article here as well. Not because I don't remember parts, but because there is so much that I've forgotten. So let's just see what they touch on here. Um, following a major upheaval in Ubisoft in 2020, during which widespread sexual harassment and, in some cases, assault, as well as gender discrimination were brought to light, a similar controversy erupted at Activision Blizzard this year. 
Initially, it appeared the problem was primarily with Blizzard Entertainment, where allegations and several reports of harassment, discrimination, and sexism led to a lawsuit by the state of California. The studio's president resigned in the wake of this, and one of his replacements later left after she said she was not given the same payment as her male counterpart. Uh, Activision Blizzard said it was working with regulators to address the issue, and CEO Bobby Kotick eventually requested his salary be reduced to uh, just $62,500 until the issues were resolved. However, a later report from the Washington Post alleged the problems were much more widespread, including instances of rape at one studio and Kotick threatening to murder an assistant during a phone call. These revelations led to widespread calls for Kotick's resignation, as well as condemnation from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. As of now, Kotick is yet to resign, and the board of directors, of which he is a member, have supported him publicly. This story pisses me off. I'm just going to say what uh, Avali May said on uh, when they were talking about it on uh, Boosted, um, about him threatening to kill someone. Mm-hmm. That's not his first... That's not, he's, he's done this before he... Probably he killed Overwatch. Oh my god, <laughs> that's that's fucked up. But yeah, also true. Oh man, yeah, th- this whole thing is just awful. Like, especially I'm Mister Call of Duty. I shouldn't say I'm Mister Call of Duty, but like I play all those games every year. A year doesn't pass where I don't play the new COD. That's just how it is. I it hurts so much to hear all the blizzard stuff at first because blizzard really fucked me up because i'm not a blizzard fanboy at all but seeing overwatch and how they they marketed that game to the audience that was fucking with that game they said all right we're making this game with all these different diverse characters let's not just go to the same places where people play shooters let's go to the tumblers of the world let's go to the deviant arts of the world let's give these people who are looking for you know queer representation or racial representation all different types of you know people bodies all that stuff let's go to where those people are looking for representation and then give them this game rather than starting with the shooter crowd um and it it definitely was a winning formula because overwatch is a big hit or at least was um and it seems like such a betrayal of the spirit of overwatch to have all this stuff going on in the background while you know while that game is being heralded is like a very positive game in general. So that already messed me up with Blizzard, but then Call of Duty messed me up too because I play that game. <laughs> and like the the person who wasn't or I, accused or just outright did it, you know, it's not really true. Either way, it's like, yo, what the fuck's going on? But the guy who uh the guy who committed this rape is a guy who was very public facing. He was one of the people at Treyarch who every time the Black Ops game would come out, it'd be him talking about the new features, talking about what's new in the campaign, stuff like that. So you could put a face to this action. And he left the company shortly after uh, the Washington Post hit him up with a comment for the story. Um, So like homeboy's clearly guilty of something. So like this whole situation just burns me to no end. The thing that makes me happy there's one silver lining here. I do have a feeling that all of this drama, all of this controversy, all of this vitriolic activity is going to lead to um, some portion of Activision Blizzard, if not all of it, being unionized. I have a feeling that by this time next year, that studio will be fully unionized. I feel like we're already on the edge of this. People have already gone on strike from the company and they put up a GoFundMe for people to donate to their fund so that they can stay on strike for as long as they need to. Um, but yeah, uh, labor has been a big 
question mark or just a big topic this year, not just in games, but outside of games too. We got the Kellogg strike going on right now and Kellogg's starting to feel it. They're definitely feeling the squeeze. So hopefully Activision has the same thing. I hope we don't get a new Call of Duty this year uh, because it's supposed to be a modern warfare year. We're getting a sequel to the reboot. Everyone's excited about that. And I hope they're not able to ship it on time this year because of labor walking out and not doing their job i hope that's what happens because they deserve to lose out on a couple bucks after all the shit that they've gone through so i hope that happens but more importantly i hope that the workplace becomes not toxic i hope that everyone feels safe to work there and i hope bobby kotick resigns because homeboy has fumbled the bag all you had to do was not be a shit boy also um the the person they brought in to handle like the, the like one of the latest things like the person who put like he made i think it was a, either an email or a message to, like, oh yeah the union busting email yeah by the trump guy yep yep former truck former trump uh white house uh worker so Ugh. also um just dialing back to uh the chronic dream because they also there's also reckoning with them mm-hmm. yeah and it's affecting them a lot more <laughs> yeah the lawsuit that or yeah lawsuit that 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 they did or that they instigated between two French publications, Le Monde and Mediapart. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna quote David Cage two things. He said, "quote In my in my games, all women are all women are whores." End quote. End quote. At Chronic Dream, we do not make game make games for any drops of hard f. Mm. Yeah, I I, oof, I do not fuck with David Cage. Like I. <laughs> I already got the feeling that he was pretentious and thought highly of himself for reasons that didn't quite seem justified, especially considering the lack of subtlety in Beyond Two Souls and uh, Detroit Become Human. Um, so I was already kind of like, all right, I ain't really messing with this dude. But hearing all of the stuff that happened at that studio, hearing those quotes that he said specifically, and I think... You know, I talked about how Activision, I hope that they really start suffering for their sins there. Um, The company, not the people. But it seems like Quantic Dream is already suffering. Like they are trying to, they got Star Wars Eclipse that they're working on, but they are having problems hiring staff because they need to bulk up to make this game. This game is like three or four years away, despite the announcement, just because it's taking so long for them to make it with the small team. There's 60 plus openings at the company, but no one wants to work there (laughs) because fucking also, awful there's also another thing another thing like thing that happened where uh employees faces were being like photos were being put on nazi on images of nazi nazi soldiers yep yeah that's one of the things and, i remember and adult film stars yeah it's oh my god it it's not only just like awful and it seems like they're trying to just be like edgy like 4chan type humor and i have not fucked with that humor like also no I mean, if you remember what I said I was going to do, I was thinking of doing with um, Steam and all the games I, had, I owned. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, those games are hidden away for until I figure, until I learn how to undo that. <laughs> I feel you there. I mean, shit, I still, I still have a copy of uh, Heavy Raid sitting on my Steam account that I'm just like, man, I can't even, I can't even play you with a good conscience because like, even more than Activision, in the case of like an Activision, I still feel like oh, there's a lot of people in Activision that are good people that just made a game that they want people to enjoy. Where Quantic Dream, it's such a smaller studio. And yeah, there are still people there that are more victims than perpetrators, but like it's also, so much harder. <laughs> also, uh this is this is actually goes back to the episode, the most recent episode of Players Club that I was on, because the 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 next episode I was gonna be on. I 
I had some illness issues, which I'm currently still going through. Um, mm. I mentioned how I won't be able to enjoy Moneyball anymore. Oh God! <laughs> and I re- and I realized, oh wait, actually no, I can because Bobby Kotick's character is like the owner of the Oakland A's is a has money. He just doesn't want to spend it. Hmm. So he he's te- he's technically the villain of the film. All right. Well, perfect. <laughs> In any case, yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot of hostility going on in Activision Blizzard for good reason. Um, hopefully, all the workers get what they need. They get a better workplace and everything. But, like, holy hell, <laughs> it, it's a lot. And it's, it's definitely going to bleed into next year. So uh, look forward to hopefully some resolution on that front. And shit, even Fulbright. We were talking about Fulbright earlier. They came down with some shit, too, this year. Um, so, like... Even the small devs aren't safe. So we really need to just change the industry overall. Change the culture of this country overall. Just make it better for everybody, man. So, you know, off the soapbox I go. That is all of the big stories for 2021. We stayed on that for quite a bit of time. I did not realize. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's go ahead and slide over onto the next link. Um, Now, I have a feeling I know who wants to take this one over, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Who wants to take over this next one? I think I was told to take this one. All right, bingo. All right, yeah, let's uh let's go to let's go to this funeral real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh <clears throat> one of the biggest news stories uh gets its own story because it was kind of a big deal for us here at Win that Ven mainly me. Mainly <laughs> Alan, but we did start like last year, the end of last year with a segment called the Venn delineation, getting excited for Venn. And I remember going through stories about their, uh, their casting and Hey, they set up their studio. I remember one of the news stories was a tweeted picture of a table in an empty warehouse. And that, <laughs> that was, that yeah, w- I, I literally stretched that out to be like a, a, a like a segment. That was how excited we got here. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> And uh, Ven is no more. It is uh, deep well, down I mean, in the shitter. I mean, yeah, like it's it's still on air. But to be fair, when G G four ended in like twenty twelve, or and it was on air for like a year or two afterwards, just playing reruns of, of stuff all day. I thought it was actually taken down. I didn't know that it was that it was like you could still go watch it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like cops for twenty hours and Ninja Warrior for four. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is um a little news story on it. I won't like read every little bit, but um yes, so Ven Gaming and Esports Network Ven uh furloughed nearly half of its fifteen employee staff and scaled down content amid ongoing acquisition talks with potential suitors. So Actually, this was go ahead. I just did a search for Ven. On the yeah. Channel. Oh, uh, there's a problem connecting to the network. Oh, oh wait, my is, god, that's their main website. It still doesn't work, right? No, no, I'm on. I'm on. They have. I'm on, trying to get access. Like, go onto their uh, channel on Roku Roku TV, and that is offline. So, oh my uh, god, there was that. Like, there was a moment where, like, on a recent episode of Attack of the Show, Casim was like, they were making a joke about Casim getting fired. It was like. Uh, is Ben still hiring? And then <laughs> uh, the producer or the person, the the person uh, Vanessa, who like who's like handling the tech and stuff, was like, 
when I just all I hear from them is a dial tone. <laughs> and then there was a thing on uh, the esports show where they talked about what we we're talking about. Yeah, Vin dying, and it, it was it was wonderful. God, because like and people have brought it up in like the G four uh, group I'm in, saying that like at first it was okay, but like they were trying they're trying to cater too much to the stre- to the streamer uh, crowd. Hmm. That Vane was doing that, or that G four is doing that. Uh, Ven was doing that. Yeah. Which, honestly, when I was watching it at the time, I realized, wow, I'm literally just watching. Uh, I didn't know Twitch was on Roku. <laughs> or, I, or, or I didn't know that Twitch was on insert. Or I know I didn't know that you can have Twitch on a website. Yep. That's, that's not twitch.tv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, that is that is a new story. Like, Vane, Vane seemed like it was going to be the new big thing. You know, the fact that they were, were they actually a TV network or were they just streaming? They were mainly streaming. Like, I think they're 100%. The closest thing they got was literally streaming to channels on other, like, other services. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, they they seemed like they were kind of an upstart because a lot of the hosts and stuff that they had, I was like, I've never heard of these people in my entire life. Like, yeah, I know I'm not going to know every single streamer, but, like, these people look like, they were hired in the way that G4 used to hire people were like, who's Christian Adams now? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, the person who hosted cheat. You mean Corey Rouse, the original host of cheat. Who's living his best life as a Disney Imagineer. See, okay, there you go. Like <laughs> he, he, he's cool. But the point I'm making is that G4, when they yeah. first started, they, they, they hired. They, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They hired like either actors or just people who were just regular TV hosts, not necessarily people that are connected to gaming in any way. Um, like no disrespect, because I got respect for her. Olivia Munn. She ain't she ain't Ooh. I ain't gonna like hate on her because I feel like that's something that's happened a lot on the internet, especially in the John Mulaney camp. Ooh. But <laughs> um, like she she wasn't on attack of the show really about like all the stuff that she's talking about. Like she was there to do a job more than she was for the fandom of it. But I feel like this new G4, they've hired all these people from videos, streams, stuff that I care about. Uh, and then the ones that they've hired that I don't care about, I've come to love. Like I've talked about all of, uh, oh Lord, how do you say your name? I do not want to mess it up. Avali. Did I say it right? Okay, awesome. Yeah, uh, I love her so much and I didn't know who she was until G4. So like, I love that they're doing it and they're doing everything right. And hopefully it's around for a very long time. I hope this time next year, we're not saying, Hey, try going to G4 TV. <laughs> see if it's still up. Uh, I hope we're not saying that this time next year. So we'll, actually, we'll see about uh, that. I have, I have some trivia, like a rare, rare moment of trivia because it just randomly popped back in my head. Um, you know, you guys know how Adam Sessler was like the, is like the lone, like carryover from tech TV, right? Oh yes, yes, yes. And even before that, ZDTV. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, GameSpot TV. He, he, like Adam Sessler mentioned that originally they had a different. They had someone else lined up to host uh, GameSpot TV. Oh wow! Really? He, he never like he, he never went into detail on who that person was. And I stumbled across the video of the original host of a, of GameSpot TV. And it is Simon Rex, the <sighs> act, the dude from the. Uh, Scary movie, uh, scary movie. The ones with uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, he's the dude from the from the Eight Miles parody from that one movie. Yeah, I think that was Scary Movie Four. Yeah, I know this guy. What the fuck? 
Yeah. That would have been weird. I, I, I part of me wants to just imagine Jeff Gersman or like or Joe Fielder, someone someone from GameSpot talking to Simon Rex and just having him just having it just be very awkward. My God. That's like, okay, this is going to be a completely weird pool, but I got to look this up just to make sure I'm talking about the right person. Um, yeah, that's like in 2013 when the Kiss Choice Awards were hosted by Josh Dumel. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what, what random. Do? Yeah, he he did. I mean, the only connection he really had to be on the Kiss Choice Awards was he was a minor character in the Transformers movies. <laughs> that, that and he was in... Call of Duty. He was in one of the Call of Duties, which I'm sure kids played it. Like, well, like kids probably played it, but like that shit was a nominated. <laughs> I know, but yeah, they, he, they're like, oh, it's the guy from that one Call of Duty game from 2003 or 2013. <laughs> anyway, very weird, just turn of events with that guy. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, Vane, it's dead, but now we got G4, which is good. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually handle this one because I'm feeling a little bit better. No problem. We'll go on to the next link then. Uh, G4 comes back from the dead, and this is from uh, VentureBeat. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. It's back. I, 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 it's, just, it's just real life. <laughs> it feels like a simulation. It's so weird, especially because, like, I know you, you watch a lot more G4 than me, and I, probably Graydon as well. Is that safe to say, Graydon? Uh, he, he's away from Boris. Oh, <laughs> no problem. But... I, I was like, I was watching like they have right now. They're um, like they're obviously they're doing streaming stuff like Twitch. Uh, they're showing they have like the they have YouTube streams mm-hmm. of uh the, of the shows, which is a good way to di- digest that content because trying to catch have, it all live seems a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, because like every on like Sunday, like maybe, maybe Sunday or Monday, at each week they'll have a um like a and it like a, show, a schedule for the week. Mm-hmm. And it got okay. to the point where I actually went and got a Philo subscription, huh? To get to watch G, like the actual G four ta- uh, channel. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> uh, Graydon, do you are you watching G four now that it's back? Uh, honestly, I don't think I've even looked it up yet. Wow, <laughs> I recommend at least yeah. checking out a little bit of it because it is it's incredible how much it feels like they are just picking up where they left off. Like same vibe, same like kind of video editing style. It just feels like it's that content again, but it's 2021 and a new cast, which is kind. It's refreshing, but it's also like I feel like I have because I I watch way too much YouTube. Like that is my primary source of entertainment these days. I I when I get on YouTube, I need something a little bit more substantial than what I get from a G4 uh, as far as the content that they make. But I do like it every once in a while. Um, like I'll watch their Call of Duty Vanguard review. I'll watch uh, every now and then I'll watch a clip from um, from Attack of the Show and stuff like that. I need it. I don't need a constant stream of it like I would have when it was actually a big part of my life back in high school. But, you know, it's nice to have it now. It's like comfort food, you know? I mean, there is actually one thing about G4, the current G4 that, that Graydon hates. Uh-oh. Uh, Code oh, Mika. No. Oh, wait, you don't like Code Mika? No, is she still there? <laughs> I'm, I'm literally watching uh, G4, like a AOTS uh, loop seg- like interview with uh, the per- the person, like the actual per- per- person who does Miss the- Mika. Yeah, yeah. I'm just calling her that. I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, no, her name is uh, Yuna. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. But honestly, why, why don't you like Code Mika? 
if I can ask real quick. She's just annoying as hell. Like I, I don't like I don't like any of those horrible CGI people things. I don't like that at all. Well, like the idea of, of VTubers. I know. Yeah. I have a friend who who loves all the like the Japanese ones, and I just I I can't I don't get it. But then she's like she's all she's she's very creepy looking compared to the like the the ones that just look like an anime character, and then. But she's just loud and really annoying. Like I've seen so many clips of like her talking to someone and being just over the top and ridiculous. I can't. I can't. I think you're just seeing the clips of the over the top ridiculousness. From what I've seen, she's a little bit more. She it's less that she's just like obnoxious and more that she's just goofy. Yeah. And I I can respect goofy. <laughs> and the tech the technician is hey. actually seems like a like a cool person. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think she's pretty neat. So I don't know. I'm not saying, oh, go watch all Code Miko's content right now. But I am saying eh, maybe the hate ain't necessarily justified. Yeah, don't judge a book by a cover. Yeah, don't judge a, a, a fucking an- rig animator by the quality <laughs> of the, her rig. <laughs> God, Ooh, that one stumbled out. But honestly, though, the one thing, if, I, if there's one thing I'm really digging more than anything, it's the fact that like certain things that are that you can catch on the linear version of G4 rather than the streams. There's mm. um like they there's uh, unbeatable uh unbeatable Sasuke or no unbeatable Banzuke. Ah okay yeah that's then the there's, then there's Sasuke which is mm-hmm. Ninja Warrior. Yep not that's one with, not to be confused with American Ninja Warrior which is a cheap mm. imitation. <laughs> and there's also uh, Scott the Waz. We finally is finally on G four now. Hell yeah, that's exciting too. Um, they they have uh like I I swear I'm every I've been waking up re- really early lately, like maybe four or five a.m. Oh and boy, I'll, and I'll have like I'll put the I'll put uh, G four on as like white noise, and I'll wake up hearing Morgan Webb's voice from the, the G four Vault show. Wait, they have a show where they just show old G four episodes? They show old um old content. Oh my. Yeah, it's, you can only get it with, um, like, it, if you have Ryzen Fios, Inf- Xfinity, uh, TV, Philo. You know what? I have Xfinity, but if it's not on our current plan, I am not comfortable with telling my parents, hey, I know I just turned 27 yes, yesterday. Um, can we add G4 to our network package? I mean. <laughs> I just watched it on TV. The Philo subscription is only, like, 25 bucks. Oh. Mm, I'll think about it. I will consider it. But yeah, I get plenty of it on on uh, YouTube and everything, so I'm probably safe for now. But maybe one day when I'm out of here and paying for everything else, I'll probably throw that on top. Yeah, uh, they. I'll just end this with saying it has never been a better time to be a G4 fan. Hell yeah, we're gonna have to change the song to like a G4. You know what I mean? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I'm pretty sure that joke wouldn't be rated highly, but you know what would be rated highly? these top 50 games of 2021 according to metacritic <laughs> okay before before you guys move um uh, before you guys move on to this technically it's it's a it's all, it lists all the games but i'm capping out of 50 because or i'm capping capping out of 51 because of the 50 the game that's listed at 51 it's technically we think we did talk about it yeah yeah we did talk about it earlier um God, I haven't heard of some of these. All right, here, here's what we'll Should do. Should I read the um, essence of the game reader guy? 
You yeah, you can. I was gonna say if there's if we want to like mention something about any of them, we'll just say stop and then we'll say our couple sentences. But there's 50 games. Let's not talk a whole discussion about every single one. But yeah, yeah. I I'll They're say stop if I want to say it quickly. Yeah, yeah. I felt I feel it. So I'm like, all right, let's uh let's not make this Lord of the Rings length. <laughs> all right. So want me to start with fifty one or one? Uh count countdown. Countdown. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Let me do some scrolling. 51. <laughs> we begin with, and this is pretty good. At Fins In, we're only at an 86 on Metacritic. So it's pretty good gear games. Um, so we begin with Halo Infinite. Just came out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good job, Halo. <laughs> good job, yeah. Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, having the, I'm having more fun with this than I had with 4 and 5 combined. And I'm wow. only playing the campaign. Mm. Wow. High praise. Uh, I'll join you in a couple days. <laughs> I am very tempted to add, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm going to make a strong case for it for best gun game. Ooh, shit. I got to play it then. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Because, well, like, and uh, Emmett, you're, 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 what do you, what's your control style? Like control for, configuration on, uh, on Halo. Yeah. Like what's your reload button? My reload button is X. I, I pretty much have it as close to Call of Duty controls, except I switch uh, the melee button from B, uh, or I switch the melee button to B instead of the click and stick, and then I crouch with the click and stick. Okay, because I think I've mentioned, mentioned it before on Players Club, that one of the things that it was synonymous with Halo, for from Halo 1 to Halo Reach, was that mm-hmm. like five seconds of fun on, on loop endlessly while playing the game, their games. Ah, uh, yeah. Playing the game. That is back with full effect. Ooh, okay. And not just the fact that I mean, there's there are people from Bungie, like former Bungie employees who are working at three four three. Makes sense. And like, you can definitely feel their influence. It sounds like. Yeah, like Joe Stadden's, um, uh, like his role as like in like, being in charge of uh, narrative stuff. Hmm. Feels a lot like it feels. It feels like you're playing. It feels like or. It's. It feels classic. It 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 honors the past and erases the future. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bold terms. I will. Uh, I'll definitely get around to it <laughs> at some point. Maybe this week I'll start it. But uh, the the internet's telling me I got to play Guardians, so we'll see. <laughs> that that dang internet. Yeah, dang the internet. So yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Halo for number fifty one. Um. Also, just to rewind a little little bit. In in the list because I'm I'm cheating. I went down a bit. But beating both Deathloop and Mass Effect Legendary Edition on C at 55 with an 86. Forgotten City. Ah! <laughs> hey, that's my boy. I'm gonna scream about that a lot. Come next month during Game of the Year talks. <laughs> All right, and we move up to video game dimension with an 87 on uh, Switch. That's a Switch game. Actually, I wanted to try that, but I totally love it. 49 with an 87. You have Tales of Arise. G of the year, everyone. Uh, respect. Um, respect. Haven't played it, but respect. <laughs> <laughs> At 48, we have Psychonaut with an 87. Yeah. 48. Very excited yeah. to play that. Yeah. 47. That should be a contender in the that category for me. Because I feel like none of us played it, but mm. it was kind of a big deal. So yes, it, I feel that too. About it. It's called not for me or something like not my. I'm gonna look speed, it up. But maybe... I, 
I got the list up here. Best game we didn't play or something? I don't know. We'll, we're about to see. I'll come back to it. That might be what it is. Um, also, I should say 49 is for PS5. Um, 46, we have Chicory, A Colorful Tale on PlayStation 5 for the 87. Um, number 45, Tales of a Risk for Xbox X with an 87. 44, we have Deaths on Xbox Series X with an 87. That's another game I bought on Epic and I have to try. 43, we have our... Oh, go ahead. Uh-oh, Death's Worth. Games that weren't for us, but maybe for you. That's it. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, that's perfect. And, yeah, like, a lot of the games on here are, like, definitely not for me. <laughs> yeah, we had good picks. People were having good picks. Definitely put uh, Ace Attorney in there. Um, 43, our indie darling unpacking on Switch with an 87. Uh, Love that game. Uh, no, yeah, me too. Definitely play that for uh, Game of Year talk. 42, Hitman 3 on Xbox Series X with an A7. That surprises me that that was this year. That was January 12th. Yeah, wow. the beginning before, of this year. Before, <laughs> before anything started. Uh, <laughs> 41, we have Psychonauts 2 on Xbox Series X. version was PlayStation 4. Xbox version on, with an 87. Number 40, we have Yakuza on Xbox One with an 87. 39, Guilty Gear Strive. I've oh go ahead. I was just gonna say Yakuza Six came out years ago. This is just the first time it's on Xbox. Very weird. Oh okay. I see. Uh Guilty Drive on PS5 with an eighty seven. It's like a big fighting game that everybody was going nuts about this year. Yep. Respect as well. Yeah, respect to that. I think that actually won Best Fighting Game at um at the Game Awards. Oh game no Awards, I yep. Accidentally up <laughs> thirty eight Neo collection. I got, I got it. Uh, Neo Collection, <laughs> PlayStation 5, 87. 37, we have Quake Remastered on Switch with an 87. Forgot that. That game is surprisingly happened. fun. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, Quake. Everyone loves Quake. Good shit. Well, Quake is good, but like you'd think it would feel old, but nah, it feels great to play even by modern standards. So, yeah. Oh, well. Shout out to that. Awesome. Uh, 36, we have Wilder. I don't even know what that is. On PC with an 87. 35, Hitman Three version with an 87. And 34, we have Death's Door for the Xbox One version with 7. Now we start moving up a little bit. 33, F1 2020 Xbox Series Surprise um, on it with an 88. Uh, 32, Metroid Dread, of course, with an 88. 31 is Ghost of Sushi, Director's Cut on PS with an 88. Respect. 30, yeah, respect to that one. So Never touched that game. Never touched it. I said I would this uh, year, and then here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Next year, we'll get to it. Both. 30, mm-hmm. Monster Hunter Rise on Switch with an 88. I guess respect to that. Um, 29, Overcooked, All You Can Eat, the Switch version. Uh, 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 an 88, Never that game. It's the game that keeps that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't eat no more. 28. It takes one PC with an 88. Game of the year. That's it. There it is. You can go home now. <laughs> Mad respect. <laughs> Mad respect. Uh, 27, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, PlayStation 5 with an 88. Mad respect. I have a feeling. I have a hot take. <laughs> Ooh, try me. I, I kind of think that Emmett is going to fight really fucking hard for Rift Apart for Game of the Year. <laughs> 
I'll say that I'm gonna make sure it doesn't get shafted. I okay. don't think because even it's it's not even my game of the year, but oh. it is up there for me. So I'm gonna make sure it gets its just desserts. But you know, there I can see a handful of games going over it. But I'm gonna fight for it a little bit. He, is anybody gonna re- no what? Emmett's Wait. also gonna fight uh, Josh about uh, for uh, what took so long. Oh yeah, the what took <laughs> yeah. so long. Me and Josh gonna be brawling. That's where we're coming at. But uh, what were you about to ask, Graydon? Are either of you gonna fight for Village for Game of the Year? Eh, I, I might. Oh, I I wouldn't fight for it. I feel like it it has earned a number ten type spot. But I'm not gonna fight for it that aggressively. I could see some other things going above it. A lot of things going above it, actually. Okay. Um, with 26, we have Death Loop. Um, on PlayStation. And five with an 88 25 25 we have it takes two on ps5 with an 88 24 streets of rage for mr x nightmare on pc with an 88 23 death store the switch version with an 88 22 very surprising fez on switch <laughs> another an game a goddamn phil fish <laughs> fuck phil fish yeah. though <laughs> uh, uh, the, the the real irony, um, the VGU 1.0 podcast I mentioned, I bring up all the time, the Game of the Year podcast for 2012. Fez mm-hmm. was involved in that. Oh my god! <laughs> and we, and we, after I joined, we there was a running joke about just F Phil Fish. I, I will say I'm not going to say F Phil Fish, but I will say there's a really great video, really great video essay called "This Is Phil Fish" by Innuendo Studios that talks about why so many people have the opinion of fuck Phil Fish. <laughs> and I think it's a very interesting watch. It is 20 minutes. It is good. Wasn't it because of Indie Game, the movie? Um, In part, it, long story short, it was like he was kind of an asshole, but it wouldn't be really a big deal if he wasn't famous. Then he became famous. <laughs> oh, I think you can say that, was- that about a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Mundo. Uh, uh, 21. We have Dusk on Switch. Um, with an 88. Great game I have to really get around to. Uh, 20, Psychonauts 2, the PC version, has an 89. 19, Disco Elysium, the final cut on PS5 with an 89. Desperate to play that one, especially after Forgotten Finally, Yeah, finally gonna play that next year. Thanks to my book club. 18, Synth Riders, the VR game on PS4 uh, with an 89. 17, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the Xbox Series X version, on 89, with an 89. Hmm, respect. 16, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Intergrade on PS5 with an 89. Hmm, also respect. Fif- yeah, also respect. 15, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury on Switch with an 89. It, okay, just I, I just have to ask. Am I a bad person for hoping that someone will one day slip up and just pronounce that Bowser's Fury? Oh, that yes. already exists. <laughs> <laughs> that that th- someone's definitely drawing that OC. I mean, Mario's furry exists. It's called Super Mario 3D World. So, homeboy was in a cat suit. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, he might as well get him a copy of Final Fantasy 14. I mean, it's already there. Oh, <laughs> I love my cat boys out there. Respect to you. <laughs> Fourteen. Next to on Xbox Series X. <laughs> hey, that's where I played it. Um, with 89. And then 
Hmm. 13 is it takes PlayStation 4 with an 89. That, that is, that's a little sad. Series X version is lower than the version? Oh, well. Probably because same, more people reviewed it on PS4. Yeah. Because um, this is by Metacritic score, not by user score. I, I should have said mm-hmm. that. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition in 12 on Xbox One with a 90. Uh, 11 Chicory on E with a 90. Surprise. Maybe Big expect. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on PS5 90. Um, and there it is. Microsoft Flight Simulator on Series X with a 90. God, okay, we get it. This game's good. Y'all can stop. <laughs> None of us, right? <laughs> what do I look like, man? <laughs> do I look like a 45-year-old with a flight stick? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were, you... Uh, number exactly. 8, Psychonauts 2, Xbox One version with a 91. Number 7, Forza Horizon 5, PC version with a 91. 6, Forza Horizon 5, Series X version, a 2. Number I'll say five. right now, yeah, go ahead. I, I enjoy Fort. I enjoy Fort Horizon Five. It is not burnout, so I don't love it. And I know we're gonna come to blows about that come game of the year conversations, but I'm just putting that out there <laughs> right now. Yeah, Josh is gonna fight you. You and Josh yeah. are gonna kill each other. <laughs> there will yeah. be a bloodbath. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm just thinking now. Someone saying say someone should make a uh, like one of those old uh, like Fight Night type uh, posters. Oh my god, <laughs> Emmett verse. Josh, dude, it's gonna it's gonna look like the poster for the movie Fight Night with Charlie Day and Ice Cube. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be fun. I'll be Charlie Day in that analogy, by the way. <laughs> um, then we have, or was that Hades? Number five, Hades, PlayStation Five, ninety three. Um, then number four is Hades, Xbox Series X with ninety. The top three, three Tetris Effect connected on Switch with a 95. I'm kind of not surprised. It's Tetris. You can't really fuck it up. I am I am surprised because it's Tetris. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah, but connected uh, uh, no. effect does a lot. Hmm. Okay. I got to play more effect. I, and I haven't played connected at all. So perhaps I'm not getting it. So I'll, I'll play some more of it. It's like VR. It's like multiplayer. It's a lot of Tetris. It loves it. Number two, uh, the house in Feta Morgana Dreams of the Rents Edition on Switch. What in the Sam Hill is this game? <laughs> I, I remember this game <laughs> from a little, uh, a little kid. <laughs> it's the hype of shit. <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck it is. It's a visual novel, and it's one of the best games of the year. Um, um, strangely. We're just gonna be amateurs like, when we release those when those game of the year episodes come out. <laughs> yeah, talk about this game. Wait, did any of us actually play this game? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. No one that at big all. Stretch. I'm sorry, but no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling very few people are even gonna talk about this game. People are probably gonna see it in this list and be like, "What the fuck is that?" See it's a visual novel and be like, "Whatever." But games like this typically they typically get high scores because it's a visual novel, so all there is is a story. And if the story is really good, then the game's really good by default. But if you're looking for any type of active play, then it ain't going to be for you. So it's going to lock out a lot of people from even trying this out. But hey, when it comes to Game Pass in like 30 years, maybe. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say I'm surprised that, like, the Gidoki Literature Club, like, the plus edition was in the top 50. Yeah. Because it's a fantastic visual level, but people didn't love the plus edition, except it did come to PC, and it, I assume it would be the same game. So I don't know why it's not higher. Well, also, there's some the added dialogue lines and such. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also the lack of guardians in the top 50 is a real miss. Um, eh. But hey, number one. Without duplicates, it'd be there. Yeah. Number one, on Disco Cut on P97, a near perfect masterpiece. Woo woo. And people say that PC, G- PC gaming is dead. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> or just <laughs> um five from oh wait this isn't even oh this is the last night so that doesn't count never yeah okay cancel that because <laughs> I, I was gonna read the user score ones like the top five but they're all more recent games though disco elysium is in the top three but inscription oh, good game and guardians is number five but hey Hey, who Shout wants to... top 10 worst games to get us out of here? I can go ahead and read those real quick, if you'd like. Okay. All right, so, wow, we have some... Okay, this is going to be an interesting list. So, the top 10 worst games of 2021 so far, according to the Metacritic score. Now, this one was published uh, October of this year, uh, October 6th specifically. So, you might not get every single game in there, but you got a lot of ones that some we recognize, most we don't. Um, So, number 10, uh, with the Metacritic score of 54 we have actually let me see is this going from actually i'm just going to read it in the way that they put it and we'll see what the scores are falling or rising um so number 10 with the score 54 we have buildings have feelings 2 on playstation 4 <laughs> with the most plain looking sim city bootleg version thing like, i've ever seen yeah that, that one <laughs> yep that, that old game, diddy sure Guarantee you that will be $2 on sale on PSN in three months. Um, <laughs> anyway, from an obscure game to something some of us might have heard, uh, number nine eh, with the 54 score as well on the Switch, we have Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse. Um, this one came out to not great reviews, um, but no one really talked about why. <laughs> it's... It, it's it's one game because I've heard of Stubbs the Zombie. I kind of want to see what this game is about, just in general. But uh, and I own it on Epic at this point, so I don't really need to pick it up on Switch to experience that poor frame rate. I'm sure. But yeah, um, um mm-hmm. just a little background. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie, the original was uh, blanking on the developer's name, but it was founded by Alex Ropian, who is one of the co-founders of Bungie. Oh wow! And uh, it's like. Obviously, the game. If you if you have, you you guys have where are you guys with the get with that game? Never played it. Have heard the name a lot. Yep. <laughs> okay, so it's basically a parody of like it's 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 very much in the vein of like what Destroy All Humans is in terms of ah, but with zombies. Yeah, with with the, with the like Rebel Without a Pulse being parody of Rebel Without a Cause. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That makes uh, sense. Scene. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well. I, I I don't know if this is the type of game that gets low scores because it's an old game brought to modern day and it doesn't work with our sensibilities, or if it's like a 13 remake situation where the new version is substantially worse than the original. 
Um, I'm pretty sure like that the the original game wasn't that great to begin with. Oh well, okay, there we go. It's more of like a why, but it's more of like a why why like why did this happen? Yeah, that is a a, a gosh darn shame. But uh, hey, a lot of us own it free on Epic now because it was given away a couple weeks ago. So, hey, you already got our money or, or Epic's money. Unless, like me, you don't like zombies. You don't. Know, you didn't click that redeem. There you go. And you dodged a bullet then. <laughs> I'm not a zombie because of that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because I sure am <laughs> zombily clicking all these free links. Let me. Quick side note, diatribe. I'm also. I'm. I'm distraction boy. If you're Captain Distraction. Um. I. There's this thing going on with a publisher, No Gravity Games, indie publisher. They're giving away all their games on on uh, Switch right now. But it's one of those things where you have to claim every game in order each day that they go free. And if you miss one, you got to go back and buy it on sale. And then the new one for that day is free. Um, I've I've claimed every single one of those games. I have like eight games from them. And it goes until, I think, December 24th. So like... I'm about to get like a good 20 games out of this publisher um, for no reason. I'm not going to play most of these, but they're free, except for the one day I missed. It was two bucks, but a eh, small price to pay. Um, in any case, uh, speaking of bad decisions, you probably don't want to pick up this next game, which has a 54 score on Metacritic, also on PS4. This is Fallen Legion Revenant. Revenants? Okay, yeah, Revenants. Yes, that's how you say that word. Um, looks like just a regular RPG looks very basic um i don't know man if you like jrpgs maybe look it up but maybe not because it has a 54 metacritic so i would probably steer clear um i don't think we have anything to say on that one so i'm gonna just keep on sliding to the one that i have something to say about number seven apex legends the switch version uh with a 54 metacritic here I kind of understand this, the Switch version. I actually, I, I love Apex. Everyone knows that. So I booted it up on Switch just to see what was up with it. I was surprised at how sharp it looked with the resolution. But holy shit, playing this game at 30 frames per second is not ideal. That is <laughs> not the way you want to play this game. Um, it's impressive that it even runs. But like, Lord have mercy, maybe they they kept questioning if they could and didn't stop to think if they should. Um so yeah it, it's still going it still gets content updates with everything else and some people are perfectly happy playing in that lower frame rate but i ain't about that life chief um and from there we go on to number six uh harvest moon one world on switch with a score of 54 um it looks so now empty. i know yeah it looks incredibly empty like i know harvest moon is a franchise people like this looks like an asset flip like oh my god it's just so barren um which is a damn shame because, you know, people like Harvest Moon, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, the next game we have here, also a Switch game with a score of 53 on Metacritic. So we're actually going downward. Oh, my God, we're about to fall off a cliff after this. But uh, this title here is The Game of Life 2 on Switch, which is that just the board game of life? Yeah, it says like, it's an official contemporary sequel. So it's probably got like like newer cars and you can be a youtuber or something my god all right that's cool <laughs> i guess i don't know video games based off a of board i games. hope i can influence god please i want to become a, a incredibly specific influencer like i review sandwich toppings <laughs> like uh is nutella the right one for you or is like fucking mayonnaise <laughs> i don't know <laughs> in any so case before you even say it Mm -hmm. Before you say it, I hear video games based off of board games can be good. 
they can be, but the instinct is never that it will be good. Because Uno is a classic, the video game version of Uno. But like, come on now. Like, this is the game of life, too. They made a sequel to the board game as a video game. There's going to be some creative differences there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, eh, on that one. Um, But an even more aggressive end to this next game here with a score of 44 for Metacritic. That's the cliff we're jumping off of here. Uh, We got a PS4 game by the name of Taxi Chaos which looks like crazy taxi but lower budget and not as fun so yeah there you go fun stuff um god i just accidentally scrolled down to the last game i'm so excited um we have number three here uh which also has a score of 44 yep yep yeah you probably saw number one uh score number no no i just saw three (laughs) oh three okay uh Okay, well, I'll just get to it then. It's a PC game by the name of Of Bird and Cage. Are you familiar with this game? Because I've never heard of it. Yeah, uh, I was really looking forward to it. Um, it had a demo a while back, and I played it. So the whole thing is like a uh, album. So oh, it's a band, like a metal band, made their whole album, and it plays the entirety in the background. And then the story is like, I think it's like a story about a debut stuff but things kind of go to the music like it's kind of telltale-esque um Hmm. it seemed like a lot of fun but it did look like shit that was like my big concern with it was it just looked really bad um graphically i've been yeah but honestly thinking about picking it up when it because it's gone down to like eight bucks quite a lot from i think 15 and and i wanted to grab it but maybe i should wait till it's like two Oh, well, the historical low. I'm on Steam right now. The historical low is in September first. It was three dollars and seventy four cents. So, yeah, wow. And I'm. I will say I'm on the Steam page. All the reviews for this game are averaging on very positive. So maybe this is the type of game where if you know what you're getting into and you're looking for that type of experience, it's good. But just critics overall who just had to review it sight unseen probably weren't digging it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, huh. it is what it is. There, different strokes for different folks. Uh, and werewolves as well, because number two here is uh, a new game with the score of forty-two from Metacritic. Werewolf: The Apocalypse Earthblood. Um, game. Sucks. I believe this is like. Oh, you. So you played this one? Did you? Did you game fly this one? I feel oh, like yeah. you did. Sure. Did. <laughs> yeah. Did. <laughs> I can only imagine. Sure did. It was atrocious. It because I, I thought it was just a fun meme to play a PS game on an Xbox Series X. Like it just it, it just looks like the shittiest decade old game. Like two decades old. Yeah. And uh um, gives big X more energy. Yeah, it's really, really bad. It plays bad. It's just awful. I mean, but not as bad as the next game. Uh, you could have just played WWE two K twenty and just gotten a, like a game from like two thousand. Damn. Very true. <laughs> Damn son. Like, <laughs> Seriously, that game, the 2K20 means it's literally from 2000. Well, <laughs> I guess Metacritic has made an oversight with their rankings here because it ain't on here. But this last one, I, it hurts me that this one is so bad, but we have to just be upfront with it. Uh, this last score, the infamous 36 on Metacritic, is the title that we all know and loathe, the Switch game by the name of Balan Wonderworld. Um, such a shame that this ended up being terrible. <laughs> It made that in like how terrible games. Yeah, like that. Wait, you, 
Yeah, he, he the the like, creator retire? Well, he retired from he left that company. Um I don't know if he quit making games overall, but he seemed like he was definitely like I'm taking a break for a while cuz like huh. he he totally thought he had something with that and it just did not hit. Um actually, what's what Steam got to say? Is this one where Steam is like, "Oh, if you're looking for a fucking simple platformer, this is kind of good." Let's see what he Oh, nope, mixed. Everything's mixed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Honestly. yeah, there you go. While, while you guys were talking about that, I, my, I was just, just thinking about the uh, Cuphead uh, thing from Game Awards. Yeah, like, if you if, want a good... If that's where, if that's where like, uh, like Battle and Wonderworld, if I if I immediately, like, just zone out to that the song from, uh, like, the, what was the song? Uh, the, from the Tasty Last Course? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I do not. I feel so bad about the whole situation with Battle Underworld because it seemed like it was bad from the jump. And the fact that it went all the way through production, all the way through development and came out and was bad. And they didn't even say this isn't even like a GTA situation where it's like, oh, we didn't know there were bugs. No, this game just isn't good from the onset. It's polished, but it's just what it is is not what people want. I just feel so bad for the development team. I feel bad for the what like co-creator of sonic who was behind this like wasn't he the guy behind like nights in the dreams and sonic or something so mm-hmm. yeah Wait, just y- yuji naka yeah yeah something oh like my... that oh my god I, so, okay i had heard about this I yeah know, i didn't oh yeah i heard that something happened with yuji, yuji naka but i didn't realize this is what this. happened yeah, yeah this is like, what happened um there's an old like a very old uh episode of g4 like a back at g4 original g4 uh feedback where Adam Sessler just like it was it was in the middle like at a dead silence and Adam Sessler, Sessler was just like where in the world is Yuji Naka because like he because it was like it was before um it was before, before he came like his comeback or sort of comeback mm-hmm. but oh. wow yep terrible yeah that that's where he's been it seems they, like it was known by him that if the game didn't sell he'd be out and sure enough here we are. The only that's a damn good thing that we yeah the only good thing that we got out of that game was the soundtrack. The music is fantastic. Hmm. Well, so it's like near replicant where the game's kind of bad, but the music's good. Actually, <laughs> yes. Actually, I hear that the game has been fixed on uh, PS5. What Ballad and Wonderworld or near? Near. How? Wait, fixed? I don't realize what was wrong with it because I was playing <laughs> it. On, well, I was playing on PS4, but still. I think I saw Wario sixty four tweet about it. Hmm. You might be thinking of uh, Cyberpunk. I saw him tweet about that recently. No, no, I, I, I saw it. Like I, I remember because it had it was near replicant dot one one. All right, I'm I'm gonna search that while we're wrapping up the show. But yeah, that's it for all the horrible games that came out this year. A lot of bad ones, a lot of turds. Some that <laughs> I would have put on there that aren't on there. But you know, it is what it is. But hopefully, games will be better next year. Yeah, a whole lot of turds. Sequel <laughs> to a whole lot of red by Playboy Cardi. <laughs> well, if you like just the weirdest references like that, <laughs> you can find Emmett on the Players Club every week in our feed uh, that is called VGU Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Scroll up or down, you'll see it. Yeah, and, and uh, this has been Vegan News. Um, why am I like so low? I'm just like, man, man, fuck it. We've been going for <laughs> um, almost three hours. That's why. I'm though. This was a great week. This has been a great year. Um, and never, we never hope been to. Time. Very true. And are we taking some 
like knock again next year, <laughs> next week, or we're gonna like start again in the yeah, new year. Just, just, man, just yeah. Real. Um, I, not to confirm it, but I'm pretty sure this is what we're doing after we do the uh, players club next week, Al. I think we're not gonna, yeah, we're not doing an episode next week because that's Christmas week, and then we'll come back with in January with the first of our uh, game of the year episodes here. Uh, at least for Players Club, and then you're just going to hear us arguing for four months, <laughs> or not four months, four weeks, back to back. Jesus. So look forward to that. Hopefully not four months. Jesus Christ. Could we not come to a consensus? <laughs> no, it's going to be great. So you will hear all of our voices again, which which is Graydon, Mitt, Alan. Alan, thanks for popping by. No, no problem. Uh, I do have to, uh, since, I, since this is my show, in terms of, like, <laughs> I don't mean, I don't mean like that. I don't mean like that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I mean like, since I'm the one responsible for this, for putting the show up and editing and all that. Um, on the VG on VGU.TV, there is a contact or there's a feedback slash contact us uh, page. If you have any feedback you want to tell us about or that you think you'd want to see, like we're we're very we're I want us to be open with. The, the readers, listeners, the viewers, mm-hmm. and yeah, we 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 welcome crit- constructive criticism. Exactly, fully agree with that. Let us know what we're doing wrong so we can do it right, and let us know what we're doing right so we can keep doing it. Hell yeah! And uh, I guess that's it. We're out. We'll see you soon in the new year. Thank you for yeah. listening. Please spread it with your friends and everything. And um, yep, I'll let Emmett give his sign off. Holidays. Oh yeah, I, you knew it. Fuck. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh yeah, as I always say, happy holidays to you. Keep it real and keep it drill and play on player. <laughs>